Winning Cures Everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in, Winning Cures Everything, number 253. We got a lot to discuss today. Good gracious. The show is brought to you by Tunica, Mississippi, the South's premier sports gambling destination. Find everything about them over at tunicatravel.com. I'm Gary. And I'm Chris. On today's show, we are going to recap NFL Week 12. We're going to give you our top five, bottom five rankings on that. We are going to preview college football. I guess it's called Week 14. I guess. Championship, championship weekend. Championship weekend. There's only like 15 games. That's right. So we, we got a lot to discuss on that. We're not even going to talk about all of them because some of them are just make-up games and crap games. But either way, uh, and we're also going to discuss NFL Week number 13, and we're going to give you our gambling picks and previews and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, as always, go over to the website, winningcureseverything.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Winning Cures. Uh, for those that don't know, you can follow us on our personal Twitters. Uh, I'm at GaryWCE. And I'm at Chris B. Giannini. And you can follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash winningcureseverything. Hit that subscribe button on the podcast. Hit subscribe on uh, YouTube. Not Facebook, YouTube. Good gracious. All right, let's jump into this thing. Welcome in. This is the NFL Recap, Week 13. Well, Week 12. Week 12. <laughs> recap, oh, recap of 12. 13. Yeah. Man, I'm off to a stellar start. <laughs> <laughs> this is brought to you by Tunica, Mississippi, the South's premier gambling destination. We want to thank them for sponsoring the show. I'm going to get right down to it. All right. I'm starting with my Cleveland Browns, who oh, are Lord. on. They, they've got two wins in a row. That is called a winning streak, and I'm very excited about that. <laughs> I could imagine. So, in talking about this game, let's start with the losing team. Jason Lockenfora, Sunday, the day of the game, released a report for CBS that says the Bengals are considering moving Marvin to the management position in the front office, which has been talked about for the last couple of years. That's nothing new. And they're talking about promoting up the newly rehired Hugh Jackson. Is is that insane? The owner, What criteria is there to be the head coach of the Bengals? Uh, the owner has to like you. What does he like about Hugh? Hugh is not a very likable person. I think Hugh's, I think Hugh's uh, really likable. I, I thought that, and as soon as he lost his job in Cleveland, All that, the guy, players hate that guy went, no, but not just the players, that guy went on a tour talking about throwing everybody under the bus talking about nothing was his fault, no personal accountability. If you were drafted in his time in Cleveland by another team and you became a star, he had you at the top of the board and was fighting like hell to draft you and nobody would listen to him. And if you were a bust, he didn't want you at all. Like, it's all the stuff that's, like, perfect in hindsight. Yeah. And and I just think you're the most disingenuous person I may have ever watched on TV. It's... It's possible. Like, you, I thought that he was somewhat likable. You can't be a leader likable. in a locker room and be disingenuous. You just can't be. I thought he was likable on Cowherd um, and whatever other show he went on on I mean, Fox. He went on First Take. And all. He, went on, yeah. he, he, did the, he did the car wash on ESPN. I mean, he, he, went around he went all around telling his side of all these stories, but every show he went on, his story was different. Yeah. That's, that's what's weird. I don't know. It was it, he. He comes across as likable. 
But I, I can see where you're coming from as far as the disingenuous side of it. Um, not a fan. Not I, a fan. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan of his. I could see where owners. He's a politician. Okay, now that he he's, is, he's, he's Mac Brown without the success. Yeah, he's he's definitely just a, a liar that says what he thinks people want to hear, depending on what room he's in. Yeah, that, that and, happens. And depending on the person, which the people that he's around are super wealthy, and they want people to kiss their rear ends. The the bank. How did you get in? How do you get this much money to own a team, and and be in management making the amount of money these guys make? And be this dumb. Well, because at one point they weren't dumb, but they just as, got dumb over time. Well, as you I go don't, I don't know on, that happens, right? Does no, that happen? It absolutely happens. Yes, oh, there, man, people that are that are CEOs and whatnot, they are they're in a fishbowl. Like it's it's the truth, and it, yeah. like working men like you and I, we would be the same way eventually. You think? Like, I, I, man, I, hate, I like I like to think that I would never be that guy. Oh, it, it, look. Listen, I, I'd like I the opportunity to try. Well. I'd like the opportunity to try. Anybody wants to hand me a couple million dollars and a lot of power. I, I would say that as well. But and if, let me see if I get corrupted or it, become an idiot. Yeah, sure. A couple of million is different. Well, most people consider me an idiot now. That's okay. A, a couple of million dollars is one thing. You can still be smart and be a millionaire. A couple hundred million dollars being an NFL owner. A couple hundred million, a couple billion. Oh, God. At that oh. point, you're talking generational if I wealth. Ever, I will tell you this. Okay, if I ever hit the Bs, I, yeah, yeah. The, the, yeah, you get dumb. The the size of the asshole that I am now would just there's Sky there's rocket. no there's no way to measure what that would become. Let me give you some numbers. I got I got a couple of numbers for you. Baker uh, Mayfield's stats the last three games without Huey. Seventy four percent completion, nine touchdowns, only one interception, a hundred and twenty nine point five QB rating, and one dead body. Of Hugh Jackson. <laughs> it wasn't just Hugh Jackson. It was Damian Woody, too. Damian Woody, too. Damian Woody goes on he, ESPN's he first Damian take, Woody. and he tries to compare Baker. He tries to take shots at Baker, saying, you transferred. How is that any different than Hugh leaving and taking a job? Well, well, first, this is actually something that I like about Baker, and and this is not the homerism of, of liking the Browns. I just find this refreshing. There's an athlete out there that's absolutely willing to stand up for himself. When Colin Cowherd, before the season started, criticized him, he was like, hey, I want to go on that guy's show. I want to go on that guy's show, and I want to call him out. Yeah. When when Damian Woody and all those guys on, on first take were mocking him, he immediately goes to Instagram, boom, blasts him out, calls him out, says, hey, I didn't have a scholarship. Like, like I, I had to find a place to play because my scholarship got pulled. Yeah. And, and, well, his and scholarship that, didn't get pulled. He just never got one. Yeah, he did. Well, yeah, well, he okay, was a walk-on yeah, at Texas he was, Tech. He was a walk-on. He did not have a scholarship. And it, because they did not offer him one, he said, all yeah, right, well, um, I was good enough to win the starting job here, and y'all still don't want to give me a scholarship. I'll go somewhere else. I'm going to go to Oklahoma. Yep. And, and I, I understand they got five stars at quarterback there, but, you know, I'm going to go to Oklahoma and see right. if I can – I'll walk on there, and I'll try and earn one there. And – like the ultimate, like believe in yourself. Kind oh, of thing. oh no, he bet on. It was himself. awesome. Well, the the biggest thing is, is, is I don't think I don't have a problem with Hugh taking the Bengals job, but but it goes to the disingenuous part of Hugh. Like he talks so much about play for me, play for no. You never play for a coach. You never play for. He Not tried to get Baker to believe in him, 
and and as in believe in Hugh, not believe in himself. Well, but Hugh never believed in him anyway. And and it was just one of those things where now you're going to leave, and then as soon as the game's over with, you want to act like we're BFFs. Dude, we were never BFFs. We were never best friends. Like, you you never wanted there. me to play. Yeah. You stay over there, and, and I'm going to do my thing. And he's doing his thing. Oh, yeah. He's, he's he absolutely doing his thing. Hey, Freddie Kitchens has a, a 100% gotten himself an OC job not with Cleveland it, though. It, well in the NFL yep um or this, or in college if he wants this to is, they, this I've, is I've heard rumors I, of him going to uh, Tennessee this is what I don't want to see as much as I love what the Browns are doing I do not want to see them talk themselves into hiring this coaching staff and say oh look how great they're playing well they just keep they, all the they, guys we got they beat two bad teams I like agree. I, I don't think they're going to get to that point uh, but I mean, the Haslam's have done. I would like crazy to see them continue before. to win. I would also like to see them make sure they hire a real football guy. Yes. So, anyway, I don't think John Dorsey will let them keep Gregory. God, I hope not. We're moving on. The New Orleans Saints are on a roll that I haven't <laughs> seen since the New England Patriots 2007 season. Tell me I'm wrong. That's the undefeated season oh, yeah, no, I, where I, I, they wrecked the NFL. Is there any other team that's – No, I, man, these guys are – You know, I, I heard an interesting stat the week, other day. Week one, they laid an egg. Week two, they laid an egg but still came up with a win. Week three, they figured it out, and they have not taken yeah. their foot off the gas pedal. I heard an interesting number. So it, Ten in a row. Well, ten in a row, but, uh, but the number that I heard was – they um, what was it? They've got fifty-five different personnel sets that oh, they that can use that, at that any does not point. Surprise me. That is an astounding Drew, number. Drew Brees is out here throwing to dudes that I have never heard of before. We threw to four different guys like on Thanksgiving night. Yep, and like threw touchdowns to them. Correct. And what three of them? It was their first, first career, first NFL touchdown. Or no, it was two of them. It was their first, and then another one. It was like his second, but the first one was like years ago it it doesn't matter if you if he you get on the field the you got a chance to catch touchdowns he and he's putting the ball in places to where if you're just a capable competent receiver it just falls in your hands yeah i tom, i don't remember tom or peyton being this accurate throughout this long of a stretch now i saw games where it looked like peyton manning we we call them long handoffs but, but, I mean, he just was just literally putting the ball in their hands at the perfect speed and the perfect touch and everything. But but those were games. Yeah. this You're talking at least seven games straight. I don't know that he's made, like, an inaccurate throw that wasn't just thrown it away. Now, against the Vikings, he didn't look great. Well, like, even this game on a Thursday – I mean, he oh, only he had was, like 200 yards. I mean, he didn't have like a ton well, of yards. It, that, that's because Mark Ingram ran no, for 115 they're yards. Just, and, they're just crazy efficient. Yeah. I mean, he are, doesn't have to put up 300 yards, 400 yards every game. No, but he, he's got the highest QBR in the history of the league at this point. No, it's not It's not close. I, what he's doing is pretty remarkable. Yeah. There's guys that are having career years right now that I think, man, they should get more credit. You know they, what's they, crazy? They shouldn't get as much credit as Brees. Patrick Mahomes has like a QBR of one seventeen, which would be the highest of all time at this like at this point in the season. Except Drew Brees is like one twenty one or something. He's just, he's just blowing him away. 
I mean, it's crazy. Like I'm it's blown away. yeah, I'm I'm with Phil, you. This Phil Rivers is, is having a career year. Like it's not even seventeen close. years in, and it's sad that it's like any other year he'd be an MVP candidate, but Breeze is like bye. It, you're it, still it in my rear view. Rivers and Eli Manning came in at the same time, and Eli is like this broken down old man, and and Bree, and Rivers is just killing pl- it, killing it, straight killing it. Yep. Uh, I, and, I mean it's. Yeah, yeah, that's just different. So we'll move on. There is we used to do sound effects, Gary. Back in the day when we were we were when pups, we were audio only and we were really strug- struggling quality wise sometimes. We had we had a little sound effects board. I I really wish we had a bells, like a funeral bells sound effects board for when teams are just dead or when a player is just dead and gone. Because we need bells for Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. I didn't think about that. We 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 need funeral bells. Give me bells for Aaron Rodgers' dead body for 2018 season. I think They're I done. can make that happen by next week. They're done. This team is done. And and last night, well, last night we were recording this Tuesday, Sunday night. They were trying so hard to say, well, you know, maybe the Packers, like their schedule gets easier. Maybe they run the table and they come. Like, dude, come they're, on, they're four, six, and one right now. This team is not great. And here's the problem: they got talent. We're not, we're not going to give him the excuse that they don't have talent. Aaron Jones, a very capable, competent running back. Offensive line's not the worst in the league. Plenty of offensive line out there, way worse than them. Houston's offensive line is the worst in the league. They're not having problems scoring. Aaron Rodgers supposed to be the best quarterback in football. Nope, that's not true. You know, I, I I don't I don't know how many. And then they want to blame it all on McCarthy. Now I don't think McCarthy's the best coach in the NFL, but but he he damn sure ain't the worst. No, he ain't the worst. Like I think there's just like I think there's chemistry problems, I, I, along with a slew of other things. Right? I, I like think the a defense, person that I, is openly a negative person. Has has a lot to do with that chemistry problem. Though. Well, and that's that's what I'm, that's what I'm getting at. I don't know that getting rid of McCarthy fixes your chemistry problem. Because because if it puts the negative person in a better mindset, maybe. All right, but now then that, you, like that that so person, Aaron Rodgers. For those that don't know what we're talking about, uh, I think Aaron Rodgers is like he has got it in his brain that McCarthy is the problem. Okay, so and now I, we're and the media might a, have been part of that problem. We're, we're going to end up with a LeBron James situation where they're going to let Aaron make the head coaching hire. Yeah, and you're going to end up with a guy that's not great, but he makes Aaron happy. But then they still lose, and now Aaron's not going to be happy. And at some point, his contract's going to end, or he's going to demand a trade, or whatever. And now you're stuck with this coach and this contract that you've signed for the coach. It, it's just a bad idea to let superstars control your front office and control your personnel moves yeah so far green bay has not done that i'm very curious to see are they going to do that yeah i'm i'm curious i am shocked that every week every announcer whoever calls those games whoever writes and talks about the end of they just make excuse after excuse after excuse for aaron they don't do it for anyone else when Cam Newton has a bad game, oh, he's just bad. You know, oh, he can't throw the football. He can't do it. Like, like, you don't make excuses for him. Yeah. Well, he's got Riverboat Ron. I mean, who's got a better coach? I'd rather, I'd sure rather have Mike McCarthy than, than Riverboat Ron as my head coach. 
I don't know, man. I like Ron Rivera. I like him as a defensive <laughs> guy, but if you're an offensive quarterback that's supposed to be the best in football, he's got, got Norv Turner. You got an offensive mind. They were he they were fine always, until always, the last. He hasn't always had Norv Turner. Well, no, but he's got him this year. <laughs> he was an and MVP were, candidate with Shula, with Baby Shula. How crazy is that, right? Mike Shula. Aaron Rodgers has one of the best quarterback coaches to be his head coach and play caller as anybody in the league. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty much Andy Reid, Sean Payton, and him until Sean McVay came around. But for yeah. the last decade. Well, Matt, Mc, Matt Nagy's come up pretty. But Nagy's new, too. Like, I'm talking and, about for the he, last. He's from for, the Andy Reid. For Rodgers' entire career. His entire career. He's, he's had a top three quarterback coach. He's had, he's had one of the top three guys that you would want in the NFL as your head coach if you're a quarterback. And now, all of a sudden, he's not good. Now yeah. all of a sudden today we don't like him. Yeah, no, yeah, I'm with you. Bells, funeral bells funeral for Rogers. <laughs> Ding. All right, this up. Uh, we're going to get to points where I'm just going to make statements or ask questions. The Houston Texans started off 0 and 3, and we were we were chiming bells for for Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien, yeah. They're now 8 and 3. I'm going to ask the same question that I've asked for the last couple of weeks about this. What the hell is going on here? Like, what? That was, what do we do with this? That was a strange game last night. And before, Marcus Mariota went twenty-two out of twenty-three for three hundred six yards, one of his two best touchdowns games of the year, like second they highest get 17 accuracy points. ever, and and they they only scored seventeen points. Now they gave up like the rushing yardage in that first half. Now, granted, one of them was like a 99-yard touchdown yeah, run, and another one was like, what, 78? So it's a, it it a couple of big bust runs. It, I mean, they had like nine rushes for 169 yards. <laughs> like, I mean, it was just insane. Um, no, it. I, I can't. This is the first game that the Texans have just. Like, kick somebody's butt. Yeah, they just like they just won. Yeah. It, but now, All the rest to be of fair, them have been. Holy Bill O'Brien literally running off the field saying, Holy crap, how'd that happen? Yeah. Oh my god, how did I win this game? Now to be fair, the Texans every single season beat the crap out of the Titans in Houston. Yep. Every year. That this is just something that they have done. Like last year they beat them, what, fifty eight to fourteen or something in Houston? And that was like a bad Texans team. Yeah. So I, I, I can't I can't figure this out. And uh, so I texted you last night this and, and, and some other guys were in the group text with I I don't know what it is, but I watch Mike Vrabel on the sidelines and he's making his notes, he's watching. He just looks like a leader. Like I know they're getting blown, like they're getting dominated. And yeah. they're not looking great. Defensively, they're definitely not looking great, and he's a defensive guy. But I just feel like he's got this calm about him. I was like, you know what? That guy's he knows what's going on. Like he knows they're going to lose this game, but but they're going to keep fighting. I don't. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm just super biased. I'm I'm kind of all in on Vrabel being a good coach. Oh, I'd now buy it's, that. It's real that early, 100%. and he hasn't shown a lot. But I just I I feel like he looks like he looks good on the sidelines. What you're trying to say is he carries himself well. He he really does. He does. He does. And I I agree with you on that. I think he will be. I see in him. Time. And I see Bill. I see Bill O'Brien. I think. Just looking at these guys, man, I'd, I'd like to play for that guy. That guy, uh, he's a little sketchy. A little questionable. This guy, this guy, I'll play for him. Bill O'Brien always looks panicked to me. He looks shocked running off the field saying, holy crap, how did I win that game? 
holy crap! How yeah, did he, win that he, game? he always looks like he he didn't last night. They kicked the crap out. No, of they Titans. they did, but like even still, at certain points, he looks uneasy. <laughs> I, like all the time. I don't know how. Like they, Vrabel looks like he is in command of the situation. They're getting they're even getting when they're getting boat raced. Yeah, yeah, and and he just looked like he knew exactly what was happening. Making little notes, knows exactly what's going on. Yeah, he's like, all right, we're not going to be good this year, but. 8-0 is a big deal in the NFL. That doesn't happen. That does not happen in the NFL. Well, the it's so going from 0-3 to 8-3 has never happened. Well, no, that's never happened. But just winning eight straight, there aren't a lot of teams that have ever done that. I mean, the Saints did it this year. Well, the Saints did. I mean, obviously, the but Patriots the, have but done the it multiple Saints, times. Like, you're like, talking about elite-level teams have done this exactly. seasons. Are, do we think they're elite? If the I'll, I'll tell you this, so could they get a bye? There could, were, could they get a bye week? Yeah, they could have. They got a better record than the Steelers. I don't know that the Patriots right now are better than them. They definitely have an easier schedule than the Patriots do for the rest of the season. What are the Pats? Are they seven and three? They're eight, eight and three. three. They're eight and three. So same record, and they beat the Texans. They have the tiebreaker, but it doesn't matter if the t- Texans finish with a better record than them. That tiebreaker doesn't matter. I mean, the Texans do have the easier schedule. Yeah, I mean that's this is what's crazy. Yeah, um, I mean, they could end up with a bye. I I can't figure this out. I don't think that every week I keep thinking, oh, they're going to fall on their face, and I bet against them, and I just keep looking like a fool. Yeah, I don't understand this team. I don't I don't get it. Like what? normally, it is elite teams that that run off run eight off in eight row. in a row. This is not that. This is like they were gifted. Like five or six game, straight games, the Cowboys game, the, the there, there's a couple of more that they they just I don't the Redskins game, the, oh the Skins game, like they they just literally the the Broncos game where he, that's the one yeah, where he uh, run it off like laughing at the other coach. Didn't wouldn't uh, didn't they beat the Jags? Yeah, but I think they beat the crap out of the Jags. I don't think so. I think it was like another one of those super close maybe, games. Maybe they didn't. Maybe they didn't. So either way, either way, it was well, there was a lot of them that were just kind of like. Here. Here you go. Not you last, can have this one. Not last night, my friend. Not last so, night. So, Cowboys game, did we say that one? Yeah, we said that yeah. one. No, they definitely I mean, squeaked that one by. All right. Makes no sense. Well, we invoked my Patriots, so i got to bring up Tom. Tom now has a new record, another record. <laughs> he is the career leader in total passing now. He's pretty good. Well, that's if you include, like, postseason. Oh, that's only if you include postseason. Why would you not include postseason games? Are you penalized for playing in the postseason? These other quarterbacks are rewarded for not making the postseason? Well, no, 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 no. Uh, but if you include, like, Peyton Manning's postseason, then he's still got more, right? No, he doesn't. This is the this is the record. Oh, I thought that No, the... Peyton has more regular season. Breeze has more regular season. But if you include all of their yards, which I have no idea why we have a record book that doesn't include the postseason, when those yards should count double. Those yards mean more. I agree with you. I just so we I was reward, confused. We reward Breeze and Peyton for not making the playoffs as often as Tom, not making it as far as Tom in the playoffs by giving them records for so what, what regular is his record? season is it, only. Is it all-time passing yards? All-time passing yards. I thought Drew Brees just... That was a regular season record only. 
Drew, oh, the one Drew that he Brees got was regular season only. Drew Brees has the most That's regular season record yards. And this is what I don't like. Why do we have two records? One that includes the postseason and one that doesn't. You have yards for a year. You have yards for a career. You have yards not just for the 16 games that you played. And we also need to remember that Tom missed an entire season as well, which is why he's behind those guys Did, in regular um, season. Well, tell me this. Um, Wes Payton missed a season too. So, I didn't see anything about this. Yeah. Did uh, the NFL did, didn't like to talk about Tom unless he's doing well, some But scattering. I mean, did they bring him a uh, a certificate out nope. the same way that they didn't did stop for the game? No. Drew Brees? no. I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to bet everything that the Patriots and Tom both said we're not doing that. Like we're not that's, stopping the game. That's, we're that's not. not how we do things in New England. Yeah, that makes sense. There's there's absolutely no doubt. And that's not a knock on Breeze or the Saints and how they do things, but that is just not going to fly in New England. They don't they don't reward regular season or not regular season individual stats at all. Makes sense. Makes sense. What uh what you got up next? Cowboys have won 3 games in a row. <laughs> I, I feel like I owe they're the Cowboys an apology. You're not I mean, they're that. not going to get it. No, I'm not going to do that. No, no, I, that would be way too big of me. Um, <laughs> they are six and five. They're they're creeping ever so closely to costing me a, a large sum of money. Um, yeah, they got to get to nine to do that. They got to get they got three more. They're not going to get one this week. They got New Orleans coming. Yeah, they to got town. New Orleans on Thursday. No, they might get it. Then I look like a fool, but I doubt it. Um, what do you think of the Cowboys? So they got lucky with with when they the, played the skins. That's right. The skins the skins game was was a weird game. They they didn't do great. The uh, Eagles game was a weird game. Well, it's, it, on, on the schedule, it was weird. It was coming off of a loss to the uh, the uh, Titans. That's right. Um, and then the Falcons. Those are the three games. And it the was Falcons, Eagles, Falcons. And the Falcons skins. have been dreadful. Yes, Falcons have not lost three straight. So it's not like they're really beating good teams. But I don't know that they play many good teams after the Saints. That's I mean, that's the caveat is is I think they've got the Eagles again. I think they've got the Giants again. I don't know that they have a whole lot left on their schedule that's scary. So they are now three and one with Amari Cooper. And I'll be damned if Cooper does not look like he was worth a first round pick right now. He he's looking really good and my mockery of that is is looking a little bad. I will tell you, I don't know that Cooper's a difference. They're finally giving the ball to, to Zeke. Zeke. Yeah. They're feeding Zeke and, and it and is I, working. And I think that's opening the passing game up just immensely. Now Cooper obviously helps that as well. Having that threat be there um is is a big deal. I I I still don't believe in this team, but that that you rolled off three straight. I mean, three straights. Uh, that's, that's no a joke. Pretty, pretty pretty good deal. Next, we'll move on. The Bears just don't give a damn who their quarterback is. No. They are going to line up across from you and beat the hell out of you. On the show, you'll be proud of this. I don't know if you actually watched last week's show since you were on uh, vacation. I'll rewatch. I, I didn't watch it then, but I've watched it. I uh, I called Eddie Jackson picking off Matt Stafford because I, I had a feeling it was going to happen, and 
sure enough, Ed, and, but it's not just Eddie Jackson. No. That entire defense, they have hit in the draft. And God, they, God they've hit in the draft. And they hit with Khalil Mack. Correct. So much. Like, I, I cannot – I cannot overestimate. This is the best defense in the league, and it's not close. And yeah. it's not. And I love Mac. It doesn't even have to be like statistically. It's just you. You know. Oh, yeah, no, they're just scary. Yeah. And I it's and insane. I love Mac, and and I talk him up more than anybody else. But they are good at every level of the defense. They really don't have a lot of weaknesses. Their secondary is good. Their linebacking core is good. Their front seven. Their front four. Like, they are scary at all levels. Now, I know the game is still an offensive game. People are still going to score 20 and 30 on them because that's the way the game is. Yeah. But, but man, there ain't a lot of people coming in to drop 40. Nope. And that's become a common thing against everybody else. And, man, their offense is looking pretty good. I mean, Chase Daniels. Now, they only scored 16 offensive, offensive points. points. That's fine. But that's okay when your defense is putting up points. Oh, yeah. No, you, well, are you getting turnovers? Even if the defense isn't the one scoring, they're, they're getting you in short range, easy field goals yeah. or, or, you know, not big drives to, to, to get points. Um, situations, I I liked them before the season started. Man, this Bears team could be scary. Are, are they good enough to take out? a team like the Rams. Are they good enough to take out the Saints in a playoff game? The only thing that scares me is Trubisky in like just a real prime time, all the lights are on him situation. I mean, they would literally need everything to go right and quite a few things to go wrong for New Orleans to go into New Orleans and win a playoff game, right? Yeah, I mean, you'd need it. I mean, Would they be double-digit underdogs in New Orleans for a playoff game? Probably not. No. That's a lot of points, but I mean, I it I think it'd be seven, but I think they could get beat by them. <laughs> I don't think they'd be the underdogs Saints, by that. The Saints could beat anybody by that. Um, and so can the Rams. Like if yeah. the Rams are hitting, the Rams are are the most hit or miss team because, like, I I do think this defense would match up better against the Rams than the yes, Saints. I do agree with that. I don't know that there's a defense in the in the league that can match up with the Saints. No, I don't either. I used to think that about the Rams too, but they have not looked. Unbelievable! They're, they're not but they're world, still winning games. Like, yeah, they're still winning games. They got one L, and that's against the Saints. That's it. Yeah, they so, they just do what they got to do to win. That's it. All right, we'll move on quickly. We'll roll through the last three: Bells for Jacksonville and Blake Bortles. Boy, that's a. They really didn't do any pre-planning at all for this quarterback situation, did they? Like Cody Kessler is the only other option you got, really. I think that was intentional. I think they didn't want competition for Blake because they wanted him to have confidence when the season started. And they didn't want anybody When, when you've got him. somebody and I just that's when you've just got wrong. somebody that you that needs that kind of confidence, then you got a problem. Oh no, no, that's not the guy you want. If he's no. that fragile, that's not the guy you want. Like if you were scared of competition, you've already lost. So, before the season started, Jacksonville was one of those teams that people thought, man, last year, I mean, they legitimately could have won the Super Bowl. And they were like a hot pick to make the playoffs and win the Super Bowl again. I think we live in a world where we assume if you're good this year, then you're just going to be good next year and the year after that. I, I don't think that's real. 
And I'm trying to think what team is playing way above their head right now that next year could be 3-13. and 13. Because that's what Jacksonville's going to end up being. They're going to be, you know, 4-12 and 12 or 5-11. and 11. Like, they're going to be bad. And they, they were a lot of people's dark horse to make the Super Bowl, or, or at least to make the AFC Championship game again. Like, they looked like they had everything going. And they just fell apart. I think the Bears next year could be that. Could could fall to like five and eleven, think, something like that. I think I think Houston could be that. I think Houston could absolutely do that I, because I, think about it. And I like think those, Chargers could do that. Those are the two. Teams. Those, I mean, these are teams that I like. I mean, Houston, I haven't. But. Chargers maybe, but remember, like when when you move to the top of your division, then you got to play a first place schedule the next year. Oh, that's right. Yep. So like the Bears right now are feasting on yep. the Jets and the correct. The, you know, so you, the, Bear, the Bears and Houston will have to play, yeah, different schedules. Yeah, because I, Houston I was see, four and twelve last I mean, year because of all the injuries. They got right. to play the easy schedule this year. We, we just assume that it's going to be linear. We just assume that it's going to. If you won this year, you should be a good team next year. And more times than not, I mean, half the playoff rosters always change over. But it's not just half the playoff rosters. How many teams make the Super Bowl are are you know, a really, really elite level good in the next year. I mean, the Eagles. Look at the Eagles. Yeah, and they actually I'm, won it last year. Normally the it's Super the team Bowl. that lost the Super I Bowl. I don't think they're going to finish with a 500 record. They're, I think they're going to be below 500. I think it's entirely possible. They look really bad. No, they're just not good. I mean, they won against the Giants Sunday. They don't look good. No, they – Like, mean, they, thank God you're playing the Giants. Yeah, they, they should have they should have lost that game. Yeah, I mean, so it's just it's – just, anyway – We'll move on, but I just think it's kind of incredible that these teams we think before the season start, oh, man, they have a chance to be pretty good. They weren't, and what they did last year is just complete fraudulent. Yeah. So, last thing, Big Ben still has road game woes. Yeah. Thankfully, two weeks ago, he played Jacksonville, which is the only reason he didn't lose that road game. And (laughs) the other caveat is that is Russell Wilson is really really good at football still um i was way wrong was it the ringer on, on that all offense or maybe sports illustrated or there was whatever it was there was an article discussing like in the nfl if you've got a great quarterback and a great head coach like the rest of this stuff will get figured out. You can you can sometimes just figure it out. Their offensive you, line was supposed yeah. to be one of the worst in the league. They are running the, and they're in their running back situation. All those guys were hurt and nobody knew if any of them were good. And now, like it doesn't matter who's running the ball, they're they're running the ball down people's throat. And a lot of that's because you're afraid of Russell. Oh yeah. It they're just really impressive to watch. They were mediocre at the beginning of the season. They are not. They're a playoff team that on Wild Card Sunday, you don't want to line up against them. No, you don't. That's so. That was one of my gambling picks last week, and it went against everything that yep. you are supposed to gamble on. West Coast going east, yeah. noon game. Yeah, no. I mean, like all a, all of the statistics say. Well, and it's you, take you know, the Seattle is uh, number one in in rushing offense. Well, the Panthers are number three, but the Panthers also had the number eight rushing defense. Correct. Like, everything kind of lined up statistically. For this to be a Panthers game. Yeah. Yep. And, no, and I'm with you. And you could just feel it after the Green Bay win. Like, man, I feel like they got a shot to win the game, 
and I'm catching them at three and a half. I, I know they lost both their games to the Rams. They played them really close. I, I would, if I was the Rams, I would not want to play them a third time. No, I agree with that. I, I would not want to play them a third time. There's a chance they're going to, but I think whoever they play in the wild card weekend, I, th- I think they got a chance to upset whoever that team is. Rather, that's the Bears, maybe the Rams. If the Rams somehow lose, which I don't think they're going to lose their their position for a bye week, but, but you know, who else? Uh, what, what's the oh, it would be the one? NFC East team. East. It'd be the Cowboys or. The Skins or the Eagles, one of those teams is going to win. Right now, the yeah. Cowboys actually look good, so we should just assume it's going to be them, but that could be different in three weeks. Boy, don't you know Cowboys fans would hate to see that? Oh. They don't want to oh, see Seattle no, they, in they the They don't want to see Seattle. Again. No, they don't want to see Seattle. No. Like, Seattle yeah, coming to Dallas? Oh, they're, they're, not not after the way the last couple of times have, have gone. Like, yeah. no, they're, they're out on that. I mean, Russell Wilson is – he's just playing out of his mind. Yeah. He's another guy that – if Drew Brees and Patrick Mahomes aren't doing what they're doing, like we're looking at him saying, man, look at this season he's putting up. Yeah. Anyway, that's a recap. That works. Go visit tunicatravel.com, minicureseverything.com. Follow us on social media. Hit that subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube. The Winning Cures Everything NFL Week 12 Top 5, Bottom 5 Rankings is brought to you by Tunica, Mississippi. South's premier sports gambling destination. They got six incredible sports books down there. Go check them out. TunicaTravel.com is the place to get your information. Go over to winningcureseverything.com while you're at it. Uh, if you're on YouTube, hit subscribe for us. Help us out. Support your boys a little bit. Let's jump into this thing. We're going to start with number 32 through 28, and then we will go one through five. Let's start at 32. You want kickstarters? Got the Raiders. All right, they're, so... They're, Firmly supplanted in this spot, and I don't know if there's anything they can do other than win out. Well, I mean, they beat the Cardinals a couple of weeks ago, so I I moved the Raiders away from this, and I'm gonna tell you why. We we we've gone through this so much. I know we keep going back, but it's because no, we, like, we this is a week to week thing it's on not, here. Like the, these bottom teams are all just kind of trash. I, I'm not disagreeing with that, but one. It's just more trash than the rest. This week, I've got the 49ers at 32. You cannot go to Tampa Bay and get beat 27 to 9 by that team. Hang on. We didn't talk about this in the recap because there's no reason to talk about a Tampa Bay 49ers game, especially when we cover so many other things. I was dead wrong on the fact that they were never going to play Winston again. Oh, no, everybody was dead wrong. Why, why are they doing that? If he gets hurt, you owe him a metric crap ton of money. That's, that's yeah. a legitimate financial term right there. I, I can't answer the question. I have no idea why they're doing it. I would have him wrapped in bubble wrap, strapped to the sidelines. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I agree. But even still... 49ers are bad. They're my, they're my 31 team. 49ers going to go and lose to freaking Jameis and get blown out? They're my they're my third. Look, that's a, that's a West Coast team going east for noon. noon even still, now, just, this Bucks defense, you can only I, put up okay. nine points. I get it. I get it. Like, my boy Nick Mullins ooh. didn't have a good day. Bad day to be Nick Mullins. Yeah, you got that right. Uh, 31 for me is the Cardinals. Oh, my goodness. What, okay. what am I supposed to I got the Raiders at 30. Okay. Now, those three are basically equal. It may be they're, completely flip flop next week. They're they're not equal. 
They're not. The Raiders just beat the Cardinals. Okay. What do you want me to they say? Didn't, they didn't beat them this week. No, and and, so and didn't just the Raiders put up somewhat of a fight against Baltimore. Mm, I, no. Now they didn't cover for me. I thought they were going to cover. Okay. Uh, because I don't trust Lamar Jackson, but Lamar's looking all right. You know, he's all right. I guess. But the Cardinals at thirty-one at lost forty-five to ten to the Chargers. Chargers uh, a really good football team. They were up ten to seven. Uh, they were really, up ten nothing at up one 10 point. Nothing. Yeah. The the Chargers are a really good football team. Yeah. No, I, I'm with getting, you. Getting getting blown out by the Chargers is not anything that you should be ashamed of if you're a Cardinals fan. No. That's a real good team. Raiders, I, got the, it, I got the Cardinals thirty. We we are in agreement with the bottom three. There's, I'm going to guarantee you we're in agreement on the uh, the two. You think? Other than that, I, okay. Because I, I got two. Guarantee. I got two new new people to the party. Well, and so now the Jets I've had in my party for a while. Okay, that's 29 for me. That's right. They're they're my 29. That's that's a bad football team. That is a really bad team. I still think they're probably better than the Raiders, Cardinals, and 49ers. We might not have the 28th the same. I have the Jacksonville Jaguars. You got the Jags. At I got the Jags. Oh, look at there. Look, when you're losing as many games in a row as they are, and they're and is losing them loud too, man. I mean, they're still like real chesty and talking. Like, what are yeah. you doing? It's it, it, that's it's a bad football like, team. Like, I, like, there's a part of me that wants to feel bad for you. No, and then you just no, get no, 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 chesty no, no, no. and loud. And I'm just like, no, just some, beat them again. Yeah, kick them again. So I don't know if I enjoy seeing them get blown out more or seeing them lose like oh, last heart, second game. Heartbreakers. I kind of enjoy well, the heartbreak. You're not getting blown out by the Bills, okay? I mean, uh, tell that to uh, to the Jets. Oh well, yeah, they got blown out. By the Bills. <laughs> I, had, I believe I had that. Hey, I'll tell you this. Uh, so the Bills put up 24 and only won by three against the Jags. You think they're maybe thinking they should have kept? Uh, what was it, Matt Barkley? Oh no! That, I they, think, they should have kept playing him. I think Matt Barkley should be their quarterback. Like I, I, think, let, I think Josh Allen is not as good as let as Matt Josh. Barkley. Well, just let Josh Allen get healthy. I don't know that he's a hundred percent. I actually think Josh Allen made it his life's goal to be healthy for this Jacks game with all the Yang that they were talking. Yeah, that Jalen Ramsey was yep, was spewing. just running that mouth, and he was just like, "I'm. I don't care if my elbow don't work." I'm playing. I'm this playing game. in this game, and I'm gonna throw touchdowns on him, and I'm gonna run touchdowns on them, and I'm and I'm gonna beat them up, and he did. Yeah, he sure did. All right, we're moving to uh, the top five. Top five. I got I got some new people to the party. Now the top three are just the staple. They're not leaving. Top three: Saints, Rams, Rams Chiefs, Chiefs. Okay, that's exactly what I got. Now number four. Four. I got the Chargers. I put your Patriots back in. Okay, we we flipped this uh the flipped the script. Yeah, we we flipped it up Be- just a little bit. I put beating, your Patriots back in. Beating the Jets, I, I, this Patriots team scares me. They are still flawed. Beating up on the Jets doesn't do anything for me. Now the Chargers beating up on the Cardinals shouldn't do anything. But they've just they've been on this run. They look, they just look way more together. Yeah. Now they're about to be tested. By the way, they got another game against the Chiefs, and they got a game with the Steelers. And Melvin Gordon is hurt, best player on the team. Yep. So it's going to be a little tough. Excuse me, but I. I but right this, now, this week, right now, from what I have seen, the the Patriots still look flawed. God, they scare me. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, absolutely, they do. But uh, I mean, I think. Look, the Steelers. I thought about keeping them in, but. 
Yeah, because they they always lose in Denver. You, like it, you it almost is a, get beat by the Jags. That's a yeah. That's a moral victory loss right there. Yeah, a moral defeat. Let's call that. And then you and then you get you get beat by this Denver team. And and really, you should have won. You let Case Keenum have the game of his life. Did he not look like John Elway back there without the running? No, he did not look like oh, John he looked Elway. Real, back I thought <laughs> I watched that I watched mess. that game and I thought. This no. might be the best game Case Keenum has ever played. It might be the best the, game he's ever played, the, but he didn't look like no John the, Elway. The balls that he threw were crisp. They were precise. They yeah, were but in they, time. They, they, like, how he many hasn't times done have that. you watched Denver no, this year? a lot. He hasn't looked this good at all. I watched him a lot last year with the Vikings. He didn't look this good. Well, I saw he, a lot of Adam still. Thielen making him look good and Stephon Diggs making him look good. Yeah. He was hitting guys in stride. With precision accuracy, he has never done this before. He protected the ball, didn't turn the ball over a lot. Like, this is the most non-Case Keenum game I've ever seen. And yet, the Steelers still probably well, should have run or should have well, won yeah, the that's just because the Steelers are a really good football team. Well, agreed, agreed. But, but so, thankfully, Big Ben does what Big Ben does, and he gives the ball yep, away. Yep, gives the ball away. Um, so, like, yeah, so the Steelers. Like minus nine. Steelers out of my, at, well, part of that's the first game of the year. Six. Where they were they were minus five in that game. I mean, it's just crazy. Um, so yeah, Pat's number four. I got the Bears at number five. Okay, I have a Chicago number five too. Okay. I have my I have, So really we got hard. we got four of the five the same. It's really hard to keep the Patriots completely out of this thing. Um when Chicago won now I know the I know the Lions are nothing proud to beat right now. But with your backup quarterback, when that's you kind do, of a big deal. When you do it with On Case the Keenum and that's the that's not Thanksgiving case Keenum, uh, Chase, I mean, Chase, Chase McDaniels. Sorry, when when you do it with with Chase McDaniels, and that's just, the Thanksgiving just Daniels, day. No Mick. Oh God, Chase Daniels. I'm, <laughs> I'm really bad at this. I'm really really bad. All these people with names that are close to each other, um, like Josh McGowan uh, and Westbrook and Wilson Russell yeah. and with both, and like not that. I can't believe I didn't call them Westbrook in the recap. Yeah, like nine yeah. times too. Um. This defense, yes, a lot of defenses have looked good against the Lions. They look good. They're just they look complete to me. They can run the ball when they need to run the ball. They can throw the ball when they need to throw the ball. Their offense isn't the greatest. They might be the most balanced. Yeah, like all the rest of these offenses is just fun and gun. Even if they run the ball a ton, it's all like jet sweeps, crazy weird play. This team looks like they're running a pro style offense. Yeah. And they just they just look like a normal typical team that you would watch through the early two thousands and how they play football. Very My, fundamentally sound. Yeah, and defensively, I I really enjoy watching them play from the defense side of the ball. They they are a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to Roquan growing into his role. I think in the next three years, the game is going to be offensively crazy. I think this defense is going to be fun to watch for a while. Oh, it's it, look, Eddie Jackson is a perfect fit on this defense. Yep. Uh, it it lets you know. So when Alabama lost that 2016 national championship, just imagine how different it would have been if you had Eddie Jackson and Sean Deon Hamilton back there, both of which are are doing pretty good in the NFL That's now. Yep. So and both of them were injured for that game. Just it just makes you think. I was not expecting you to have the Bears. Man, why not? It's a good well, team. They they are a good team. I just because you had the Chargers in and, and the and, Patriots and, a couple weeks ago, I thought maybe you, if you had the Pats in, you would have the Chargers and the Pats. No, no, no. I, I'm a little a little out on the Chargers. Oh, the Patriots just scare the hell out of me. 
I don't know why they would. They do this every year. I know. I know. I just like at some point you just gotta. I'm pumping. Gotta the, get used I'm to pumping it. the brakes. That sounds good to me. All right, that is our NFL top five and bottom five. As always, head over to tunicatravel.com. Uh, tunica Man, and one of these days I'm going to say that correctly the first time, like all the way through. Tunicatravel.com and winningcureseverything.com. It is the Winning Cures Everything Week 13, November the 27th, College Football Playoff Ranking Recap Reaction Show. Good Lord, that is a long title. We we should come up with We'll shop different names. How about this? For CFP next ranking reaction show. All right. A little better. Bingo. All right. It's brought to you by Tunica, Mississippi, the South's premier sports gambling destination. As always, they got six incredible sports books. Head over to tunicatravel.com, get more information on all six of them. They're all great. We've been to all of them, they are wonderful. Uh, as always, you can also go over to winningcureseverything.com, get our picks, our previews, our social media, Facebook and Twitter is over there, our podcasts. Everything you need to know, we got for you. WinningCuresEverything.com. Let's jump into this thing. We'll uh, we'll start with 25. We'll see what we agree with, disagree with, et cetera, et cetera. It's, um, I mean, it's kind of hard to disagree with some of this stuff now that the season is, is pretty much done. But yep. we'll, we'll see what the committee is trying to do here. Uh, 25 through 21. Number 25, Fresno State. Number 24, Missouri. Number 23, Iowa State. Number 22, Boise State. Number 21, Northwestern. Now, Iowa State has a game left. They are 7-4 and four right now. I think they moved Fresno State in here for a Fresno-Boise showdown. To make that game interesting. I, and, but here's the thing. I think Fresno State... game was State, interesting anyway, yeah. I think Fresno State deserves to be in the top 25. The way some of the seasons played out, Oh yeah, I, I mean I can't Fresno, say there's many teams that are left out. Fresno is 22 at the yeah. Massey Composite. Yeah, I, I absolutely think Fresno does like belongs here. Yeah, I, they I got would one road loss, right? The Boise at Boise, right? Yeah, that's, that's it. it. Come on, to, uh, take that back. They they've got two. Uh, one was two Minnesota. Minnesota. Oh, that's well, yeah, who, yeah. who that's has a ended power, up? That's a power five team, what, and a team that has looked pretty good. Yeah, over the, uh, the end Fleck. of the season, rolling a boat. Um, I I don't know. So what what gets weird here? You know, we're going to talk about UCF is at number eight. UCF win or lose is is going to end up in a New Year's Six game. Yeah, I think they've said that. There's just no way mathematically if they lose to Memphis that they can fall far enough below where Boise is or where Fresno is. Whoever yeah, because wins that Boise game. can't jump high enough to take over where UCF is. I just don't see that. So, and I'm sure that this if is like... If they drop UCF that far and they raise Boise that far, it, it'll be a little weird. But even still, UCF would, would still only have one loss compared to Boise with two. Correct. So, yeah, I mean, that's... It's it's weird. Because normally for like the group of five teams, like you got to win your way in. That's right. But with UCF, it's like, well, here's your, your consolation prize. You know, we know your quarterback's out, so here you go. Like, because, I mean, there's no other group of five in here, like, between UCF at eight and Boise at 22. Like, that is nuts to me. Uh, having you, well, we'll get to that in a minute. Number 20 is Syracuse. Kind of makes sense. I mean, they're, what, nine and three? Yep. Um, Texas A&M at number 19. That makes sense. Big win over LSU. Maybe a little bit of a fraudulent win, but we'll give it to them. Number 18, Mississippi State. 
Number 17, Utah. Number 16, West Virginia. Uh, Utah will move up if they beat Washington. Uh, State, A&M, Syracuse, they are all set. West Virginia is set. Uh, West Virginia is not going to make up their game. They they thought that they were going to be in the Big 12 title game. I, I would actually like to see West Virginia and North Carolina State play. I wish that that would happen. That would be the game that I'd have North Carolina make up. North and Carolina it, State make up. And instead, North Carolina State is playing East Carolina. They're going to make up the, the scrub game. Yeah. So it's like, eh, that might have been a loss. So why oh, don't we just schedule a win? There is there is no question if they play West Virginia and West Virginia wants to play, yeah. that's, a, that's an L. Yes. Uh, but as it stands, both teams have three losses is what it is. Uh, Utah, a little surprising. Not that they're so high because, like, it's just surprising that they, like, continue to win even without their starting running back and starting quarterback. I, I like this Utah team. There's a part of me that thought, you know, I, I would have Mississippi State over them. I think Mississippi State's better than them. But I'm well, not. Utah's still 9-3. and three. Yeah. I, I get they've got less, but they, they haven't played the schedule that they, they the show State played. has played. Come yeah. on. They show have not. But, but at the same time. I'm not knocking them. They they're a lot of fun to watch, and they've they've played really well. Do you see season. how far they were down twenty to nothing to BYU, and then twenty seven to seven late yep. in the third quarter, and then come back and win the game thirty five twenty seven. They they have played Whew. real well to end this season. They yes. really have. Yes, so they I'm have. not I'm not knocking that. I kind of want it to be a little upset and, and and give State a little more credit, but that I just I can't knock Utah for what they've done. I will say this: uh, Mississippi State is number thirteen at the Massey Composite. Utah, oh, yeah. Utah, number eighteen. Yeah, I'm going to tell you this: Mississippi State has an argument to be made that they're the best defense in the country. Yeah, I could absolutely. I mean, literally that. every team they played, except for like two or three games, they held that team to the lowest point scored all season. And they they held every team under their season average. Yeah, every team every under single their season team. average, which but, is crazy. But other than LSU, Kentucky, and one of their other losses, they they held the, all those teams to like to the they're, to they're the lowest. lowest the lowest anybody all year. Like Alabama, they held to the lowest. The lowest, yep. Um, no, I mean every, everybody. It was everybody but three teams. I know LSU and 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 Kentucky were two of those teams. I I don't remember the third one, but that's that's pretty impressive. That's yeah, that's really impressive. It definitely is. Uh, number 15, Kentucky. Number 14, Texas. Number 13, Washington State. Number 12, Penn State. Number 11, Washington. I was a little bit surprised. Washington at, took a tumble. Washington State took a tumble. Yeah, Washington State like fell way back, they, like behind a bunch of three lost teams. Yeah. Um, I don't like that. I, I don't like that, that, but I, I mean, if you look at, so Washington State, their Massey composite is number 12. And they've got them at thirteen, so it's like it's somewhat comparable, I guess. But Washington State is a ten and two team, with with one of those losses being just complete scannery. Yeah, like the the loss to USC probably should not have been a loss. Um, but man, you know they've still got they got a win over Utah. Like that's that's all right. Like I don't think they've got any other big wins, but. You know, they've got the same win that, that Washington I mean, I, does I and Washington know. has I, mean, I, don't, I don't know that I don't know that beating Oregon and and Stanford and all those teams because they had to play like three or four real big games back to back to back. Yeah. And they won all those games. 
Yeah, no, they did. And they had some of those games that came all the way down to the wire, got close. And some of those teams, they just housed. The fact that they've got Penn State at 12 kind of lets me know that they are not setting up to have Ohio State in the playoff. I don't know. I'm not trying to predict what they're going to do because this is a group of people that I, I don't know. Northwestern is at 21. If they lose, I would imagine, it, it, depending on how bad the score is. Well, they won't be a top 25 team. I would imagine they won't be a top 25 team. Yep. If, I'll agree with that. It, now, what does surprise me, like if you were trying to set up for Oklahoma to get in, you would think that Army at 9-2 and two would be in this. I Now, I don't like that Army is left out of the top 25. I don't know necessarily that I'm angry that somebody else has their spot. I just think there are enough mediocre teams at the bottom of this thing that you could have made room for Army. But who would you put them in over? I don't know. Give me the bottom again. Fresno State, Missouri, Iowa State, Boise State, put, Northwestern. Put them in over Missouri. Man, I'd not just me. Put, put them in over Missouri. I'd, I'd put them in over Fresno. I'd put them in over Iowa State. No, I, I like I like I like all those teams. That's fine. Um, I don't care. Missouri is uh, is number fifteen at the Magic Composite. Well, like fine. that that is a team that is two plays away from being ten and two. That's fine. The loss that they have to South Carolina it is firmly on them. Oh, I I agree like, with that. Like they, like okay, you lost to a mediocre team. Well, it, but South Carolina is number thirty four at the Magic Composite. And Army's thirty three, you know. So, yeah, okay. Pick and choose, whatever. Um, but yeah, it, Texas at fourteen, kind of surprised at that. You like, thought I thought, that would I, be thought I thought Texas would be ranked higher, nah. mainly because sometimes I feel like they do all of this just to set up, you know, it, it, teams like Oklahoma. Like maybe they're getting away from that. Maybe they're trying to legitimately do this thing. I don't know. Oklahoma, so far, their only top 25 win is over Iowa State at 23. Yeah. No, they're, so, not, they're, no, not, they're not great. And if they beat Texas, I would imagine Texas... Texas falls out of the top 25. Well, not out of the top 25, but they'll fall because they would still be a 9-4 uh, a and four team. So mm. I, I could still see them maybe around 20. But at that point, you got number, like, let's just say 20 Texas and number 23 Iowa State. And those are your best wins. That's pretty bad. And one of them is a loss to one of them. Yep. So. A one and one. Not a, not great. Uh, number, let's see, number 10 is LSU. Number nine, Florida. Number eight, UCF. Michigan only drops to seven. Ohio State is number six. So here's what I think they have done with the way they've set this up. If, if you like to see how did they rank these things and what does that mean for the Final Four and what they're trying to plan or plot? I think they are setting up for if Georgia loses, they can still justify the two-loss Georgia team because they're only – they have a top-ten win against Florida, and they have two losses now, both of which are top-ten losses. Yeah. And those two top-ten losses are better than – Oh, Oklahoma's, you know, lost to a barely a top twenty-five team, and no good wins, and then, um, no Oklahoma. It, hang on, is West Virginia not in the top twenty-five? I'm sorry, West Virginia West, is number ha- say, Oklahoma sixteen. Has to have a win against West Virginia. That's right. Okay, that, that's right. right. I'm about to say somehow the math isn't working there, but but Ohio State's loss to Purdue, like 
who's got the is is Georgia's two losses not nearly as bad as these two teams one loss Georgia's wins would be Florida Florida Kentucky mm-hmm. and Missouri so All they've top got 25 three teams. top 25 wins and two of them are top 15 teams one of them's a top 10 team yeah I mean that's that's, that's pretty big. That it look if you're always looking for the what are they planning for the future with this ranking? I think they're planning to say, man, if if Oklahoma and Ohio State don't look like world beaters, we're just gonna put Georgia in this thing at four. Yeah, that's kind of what it looks It'd like. Say Alabama, Georgia, you we're gonna replay this game. Yeah, I mean that's kind of. I don't think now, that I, would realistically happen. They, but not it gonna, looks like that's what they're doing. They they wouldn't do it in the first, in the first round. So you mean Georgia could lose and they would be at three? That's not possible. This is not possible. They couldn't jump. Man, North see, Notre that's Dame. that's tough. But it looks like that's what they're setting up. LSU should have fallen farther. Yeah, maybe maybe Kentucky not be that high ranked i mean you could have justified having kentucky 18th 16th 5th you know 13th or not 13th sorry i'm going the wrong way 15th 18th 20th i mean like would anybody been upset if kentucky was 18th no i don't think i mean so. like you said like if you push them farther down i mean push them down to like 17 because you could justifiably say that utah but but kentucky's got to win over florida and went over Mississippi State. Yeah, I'm. I'm just saying, like, if you're not trying, and it went to over set, Missouri. Kentucky's got as many top twenty-five wins as Georgia. Anybody, does. yeah. So really, Kentucky okay. might be kind of low here. Although, I mean, their loss to Tennessee was bad, dreadful. Whew, bad. So anyway, I'm just trying to figure out. We're always trying to see what are they planning for. Uh, what so, does this so, set of rankings mean for the next week? If Ohio State loses, and Oklahoma loses. And Georgia loses. Georgia's in no matter what. If those two teams lose, it doesn't matter what happened to Georgia. Georgia's in. Yeah, because surely you're not going to put Michigan in. Nope. nope. Can't do it. Can't do it. And if UCF beats Memphis. Yeah, and they're not. We, we just work on this. Why would they not already have UCF over Michigan if they were going to give them any opportunity? I'm. Yep. I am perplexed. Like a season like this lets you know, like maybe there shouldn't be eight. I disagree. There should absolutely be eight. I mean, does Michigan belong in here? No, it doesn't matter. But it doesn't matter if they belong or not. If they got in and they won out, then you let them play it out. I don't know. Man. Does this whoever is... the hell team that was in the tournament that played Virginia that beat them as a sixteen seed do they deserve to be in there? No. They they played the game and they won though. No, you're right. You're right. Um, so if we did an 18 playoff, just based on these rankings. No, but you can't do it based on these rankings because that's not how it would I'm work. Just having fun right now. You'd have UCF and Alabama. But you're doing a scenario that's not real. Michigan and Clemson, Ohio State, Notre Dame, Georgia, Oklahoma. If you're gonna do that, then you should do it based off of the the way it would be done, which would be conference championships and three teams. So at that point, and then you would seed them based on where they're ranked at as of. So you could be a conference champion, but still be the eighth seed. But then, wouldn't this still be exactly what 
We were talking nope. about anyway? Uh, because you're wanting to nope. throw, like, you would want to toss Washington in there. Yeah, Washington would be one. Or well, Utah, one, but I yeah, guess, or Utah, it yeah. just depends on whichever one. Or Northwestern. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, if we're going to do it, then we got to do it. Ah, that's bonkers. That's just nuts. All right, so that is our top 25. Alabama has got four top 25 wins. Clemson has two and both of theirs are number 19 and 20. Alabama's are number 10, number 18, number 19, number 24. Notre Dame's are number 7. They might be keeping Michigan up there to to keep Notre Dame up. No, they don't need to keep Notre Dame up. Um, Notre Dame has got Michigan at 7. Syracuse. Syracuse at 20, Northwestern at 21. Yep. Georgia has got... Missouri, Florida, Kentucky, Florida at nine, Kentucky at fifteen, Missouri at twenty-four. Uh, Ohio, or sorry, Oklahoma has got West Virginia, and West Virginia at Texas. sixteen, Iowa State at twenty-three. No, they don't have Texas. That's they right. don't have Texas they, yet. Yeah. Um, number six, Ohio State has got. Let's see, Ooh, Michigan at seven. That's not a lot, though. Number twelve, Penn State. Is that it? And they don't have Northwestern well, yet, but they might. Out, yeah. But if they, if Man, they beat Northwestern, they might kick Michigan them out. Six, uh, Ohio State's sixth, and they only have two top 25 wins. Well, Clemson's got two top 25 wins. And they're not good. No, Clemson's got A&M. Yeah, they've got two. they got oh, A&M yeah. and Syracuse. Holy crap, A&M. So they have one ACC team in the top 25 that's not Clemson? Yeah. And and they're and they're number two. This is just this – is just, it's just – it's just wrong. Uh, Michigan has got Penn State and Northwestern. Yeah. Michigan and that's it. that much. UCF, nothing. None. Florida has got LSU at 10. Mississippi State at 18. Missouri. Missouri at 20. Nope, Missouri beat Florida. Did they really? Yeah, I remember 38-17 in the Swamp. Yeah. So what losses does Florida have? Kentucky, Louisville, Missouri? Is no, that there's it? not Louisville. Uh, I Kentucky, mean Kentucky, Georgia, Mi- Georgia, and um, Missouri. Missouri. Yeah, I was That's thinking. It. I was thinking red and black. Sorry. And then LSU has got a loss to A and M, a win over Mississippi State, Georgia, a loss to Florida, a win over Georgia, a loss to Alabama. Yeah. So they are two and three against top twenty-five. Boy, they and love that, LSU. Don't that A and M loss is just ridiculous. Complete insanity. This is an interesting uh, top 25 that they put out this go-around. It sets up a really weird selection Sunday. They're going to have to make some decisions that I wouldn't want to make. Uh, I would like to make them. I'd like for them to just say, Chris, you make this. And then I'd piss everybody off. (laughs) (laughs) That is our college football uh, playoff ranking reaction show for November 27th. NFL Week 13 Preview Show. That's what I'm talking about. I had my in-laws tell me that I sound like a game show host. I don't know if it's a bad thing. We were, game we show hosts playing, make a lot of dough, dude. We, I wish I was making some dough. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Alex Trebek. We played Cards Against Humanity. With your in-laws? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm. My in-laws are great. It, yeah, it was but hilarious. there's a lot of like sex stuff that I don't know that I want to have that conversation with my in-laws. It, trust me, they are a different breed my in-laws are great. This was 
hilarious. I, I almost said That's something a, inappropriate some that I don't want to live on the internet forever, <laughs> and or anyone that I know. No, my find my it. in-laws are are fantastic. No, I agree they with love that. These, well, uh, I've met your mother-in-law. I've never met your father-in-law. Yeah, but your your mother-in-law is great. Both of them are super funny. The Cards Against Humanity stuff is, yeah. So we right. we had a good time playing that. But I was reading some of the cards, and they're like, "Man, you sound like a damn game show host." I was like, "Huh." Well, I can do that. So, Listen. NFL Week 13 preview. Pat Sajak ever kicks the bucket. I'm down. Vanna White, me and you, baby. Let's roll. Let's roll. Brought to you by Tunica, Mississippi. <laughs> the South's premier sports gambling destination. They got six awesome sports books down there. Samstown, Hollywood, First Jackpot, Fitz Casino, Horseshoe, Gold Strike. You can find out more information on all of them over at tunicatravel.com. You can find more stuff about us along with our football picks and everything else. Our gambling picks video will be up alongside with this one. Go check that thing out. Um, yeah, there's a whole lot of stuff over at winningcureseverything.com. Since you're on YouTube, hit the subscribe button. Help us out. Go subscribe to the podcast. You can listen to that too if you don't have time to be on YouTube all the time. We got you on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, all those wonderful things. Just Whatever give you, a brother a download. Yeah, give us a download. Hit us up. Um you can also follow us on all of our social media stuff, but that's all at the website, winningcureseverything.com. Let's roll into game number one. The Los Angeles Chargers head into Pittsburgh. The Steelers are a three-point favorite over unders 51 and a half. Sunday, 7.20 p.m. NBC at Heinz Field in Pittsburgh. How you feeling? I really wish they would not have played Melvin Gordon last week. I would like to say, now Austin Eckler is a capable, competent running back for the Chargers, but he, he ain't he Melvin is, Gordon. He's not Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon is special. I believe that Melvin Gordon is a top three running back in the NFL, and and I I think he does special things. He was not 100 percent healthy. You were destroying the Chargers, the Cardinals, he, Cardinals. You are the Chargers, and <laughs> you. It is getting late, and you. Are running these weird. I mean, this was like a triple reverse thing, like yeah. kind of weird play they were running. And the leg whip kicks him in the leg, and it. They say he's going to miss a couple of weeks, but he should be back before the end of the season. That stuff just scares me. Don't do that with your best player when you're blowing out a bad team. Yeah, there's no sense in that. Uh, the Steelers. Now they are going home. The they Steelers are, are coming are home. A different team at home. And on top of that. They are like ridiculously good coming off of a loss yep. the last three years. Really, it goes back further than that, but the last three years, especially. Uh, this year alone, 2 0 straight up, 2 0 against the spread coming off of a loss this year. So, this is only the third loss. Uh, lines only three at home. If you look at all of the different like major statistical categories, the Steelers are better than the Chargers in all of them. They've played a much easier schedule, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, a a much easier schedule. So some of those numbers are going to be skewed. Um, I love that the Chargers' defense has Joey Bosa back now. I mean, he's gotten to tee off on some bad teams to get healthy, get his legs back under him. This is going to be his first real challenge to say, "Hey, can I wreck this offense or not?" So, I, I'm not sure which way to lean on it. Um, I mean, I, 
I'll tell you this. I, I, I do know which way I'm going to lean. Okay. I don't feel super confident in it, but you the numbers. From a gambling perspective, this is in my gambling picks. Yeah, this is in my gambling picks as well. Oh. I'm going to assume that we are going separate ways. Oh, that's but we will fun. We will figure that out. That's fun. Uh, let's move on to game number two. Okay. Thursday night. Thursday night football has been awesome this year, by the yeah. way. Well, and, and Thanksgiving Day football was a lot of fun. Like all that the was, people that hated on Thursday night all these times and tried to say it was a safety thing. No, it was just bad games, just bad matchups. Yeah. When you get good games, all of a sudden nobody cares about the health and safety of the players and, oh, nobody can prepare for Thursday night games. That's all bull. That's bull crap. I agree. This week we'll see exactly how well they can prepare on a short week. Actually, it's not even a short week for either no, of them. Both, both of them played on Thursday already. So it's just a full week of practice. Saints are a seven-and-a-half-point favorite traveling from Nolens to the Dallas Cowboys. They're going to Jerry World in Arlington. Over-unders 53-and-a-half. It's Thursday, 7.20 p.m. on Fox. Seven-and-a-half seemed a little short to me. Against the Saints team? Yeah. I don't understand. Yeah. Like, why? They are – every week they are – waiting for the Saints to have a letdown. Remember remember a couple weeks ago we thought the Bengals were going to be a letdown. Like, the, Drew Brees is going to play outside on the road. They've been so hot. Like, eventually they're going to yeah. lay an egg. And we figured they're going to do it on the road. And what was it they were outdoors. favored by, like, four? It was, like, four, four. And it was a short line. They beat them by, like, 38. I mean, yeah, it was, it was just like a, 51 it was to 14. complete massacre. I and then it was the kind of the same thing with the Eagles, right? Like, I, yes. I thought, all right, well, the Eagles are coming into New Orleans. But that's them coming to New Orleans. I, I wasn't really worried about but that But even one. still, that line was like nine. Yeah. And I was like, eh, it might be a little much. It I was, was looking not even for, close. I was looking for double digits on this one. When I saw it was seven and a half, I just thought this is – the Cowboys have won three in a row. They have not played this caliber of opponent. No. Not even close. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there are three wins in a row. Amari or, Cooper had better be a hell of an upgrade if, uh, if you're going to hang. Amari's going to need 300 yards receiving. He's going to need two, three touchdowns. Zeke's going to need 200 all-purpose yards and, and two, two, three, three touchdowns. Fitz the Saints are scoring six. And and then you're still going to need a few touchdowns from somebody else. A couple of field goals on top Whew, of that. Good gracious. Yeah. It it Anyway, the I, Saints I love are the on Saints a run team. right now that is just, I mean, nine straight covers. Yeah. Like, no. it is the, – the, I said it in the recap. They remind me of the 2007 Patriots team where I remember they kept making the spreads bigger and bigger and bigger. It didn't and they matter. Still couldn't they keep just up. kept covering. They just kept covering. Like, I, I really thought this one would be like 10. I was looking for double-digit road favorite, and no. No, it was, it was seven and a half, and I thought, you think that hook is scaring anybody? Well, it makes you – it makes you wonder, like – do they know something we don't know? I like, thought that, and I'm in the mindset of I'm riding this horse until I lose it because I've yeah. rode this horse every week. I've been killing it in my gambling picks for the NFL. I'm not getting off this train until I lose. If this is the week I lose, so be it. Then it all be damned. But I'm riding this horse until I lose. Game number three, you Patriots. This one worries me. The Minnesota Vikings at the New England Patriots. Patriots are a six-point favorite. Over-unders 48.5. Kind of a, a low total for, for these two teams, I thought. Uh, Sunday, 325 p.m. on Fox. is at Gillette and Foxborough. Um, 
I think this is a low total because I think they expect the Patriots to be able to slow down this Vikings team. When I think they might expect the Vikings defense to be able to slow down the Patriots. Oh, too. no, there's no doubt. I actually think that. Well, the Patriots just aren't help. Like, nobody looks right. Gronk looked like he had a good game, but he's still, like, real ginger. And he had, like, he was on a pitch count. Like, he didn't. He was, like, on the sidelines sucking oxygen, not in shape because he's missed so many games and he hadn't been able to practice and stuff. James White, same thing. Like all these guys are, all of it's playing weird. a little bit gingerly, but but they're still going out and executing. It, it it's just a little scary for me. Um, love the Pats at home, and th- this Vikings team has been the season's yo yo. Yeah. I mean, we agree on that, right? Oh, a hundred percent. Coming off of that big win, being a Patriot fan, I feel actually decent about this game because. If the if the Vikings are gonna have a letdown, it's gonna be coming off of a big win against the Packers on Sunday Night Football. It, that's if they can afford letdowns anymore. Well, I know because they they've had so many. I would say they can't afford one. They don't need one, especially if they want to keep path with uh, the Bears. What are they? They're six four and one. No, no, they're they've got more wins than six wins. No, I think they're six four and one. No, they 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 got more than that. I double check that for me, but I I do yeah. like part of me feels like this could end up being like a field Holy goal crap, game either way. Six four and one. That's sad. Jesus. Okay. Um, They're not getting a 10. I don't think so. I think my 10 bet's over. Um, but they can only afford to lose one more game. <laughs> so if they, if they lose this one, I think we're pretty much shot. So you and I both had them over 10. We didn't have 10.5. We didn't have 9.5. We had no, dead we, on 10. We had 10. So the best we could hope for right now is, is a push. Them lose this game and push. Or win this game and or win this game win and, out. and if they win out at that point, then you know you're you're eleven four and one. If they win out, hang on. But I don't think there's any way. What's their what's the Viking schedule look like? Ooh, at the Patriots, at the Seahawks. Oh God, that's that's brutal right there. Then they got Miami. Then they got at the Lions, and they finished the season against Chicago. They got three teams that are going to make the playoffs that they got to play. And none of those three teams are going to be easy. They're not getting the 10, brother. That yeah, we, I don't think so. I, I didn't piss that money away. Yeah, I think oh, uh, oh, we, we might have a problem mm. there. Okay. Um, I feel like this could be a field goal game either way. Maybe. Um, But we'll see. Like The fact that it's at six, like I could totally see the Patriots winning this one like 31-24. Yeah. You know, going over the 48. Um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it, it could just it could be like twenty four to seventeen, like this last week. Patriots could kick their ass. I mean that. that they, could, I mean they could it, at at Gillette. A, a, they could blow out any team in the country at Gillette. Yeah. I mean, other than maybe the Saints, or the the Chiefs, or the Rams, like anybody else is fair game for a complete blowout. I think you're probably right in that stadium. Game number four: the Redskins at the Eagles. This is the Monday Night Football game. Uh, over unders forty four. The Eagles are a six and a half point favorite. Six Reuben and a Foster, half. Deme- uh, more domestic charges brought on him. The 49ers released him the second the new charges got dropped on him, and, and then the Washington Redskins said, "We got no shame in that game. We're gonna take him right now. Yep. We we need help. We are dying for players. We do not care about morals today." And and. He's another Alabama player, so let's just let's put just, him let's in. Let's just the, bring him in with the rest of these just guys. We're just going to take the entire 2012 through 2014 Alabama defense and just 
Don't care Pick if they're everybody. beating up on folks. Just, just get, get, away from, get away from San Francisco. Leave the girl there and come here. I guess it'd be the 2014 through 2016 yeah. Alabama 20, defense. 2012 would be a little long in a tooth in the NFL. Yeah, it probably that's, would be. <laughs> you, but 20, 2014 through 2016, that's perfect. Bring them all in. They got Sean Dion Hamilton. They got uh, – uh, who was the uh, Ha Ha Clinton Dix? They got, they got Jonathan Allen. They got Deron Payne. They got Reuben Foster now. Like, they loading up. Loading up on Alabama players. What's up, Washington? The Washington Redskins Crimson Tide. Still six and a half points for the Eagles to be favored over anybody right now is a little weird. Cole McCoy's not bad. I mean, he's, he's like a professional backup quarterback. Ah, man, if he keeps throwing interceptions. Nah, he won't keep doing that. I mean, well... Hey, we say that, but good gracious. Over-under is 44. They, they Sounds just about right. a low-scoring game. It's, uh, yeah. Neither one of these teams can score. It's at the link. It's going to be cold. Oh, yeah. Boy, it's going to be cold. Be it's cold. I mean, it's oh, fine. yeah, I know. I, mean, I know. Anybody. Um, but I, I do think it'll be cold. Both teams like to run the football. Uh, yeah, 44 sounds about right. I, I might even go under that. Yeah, it wouldn't shock me if this game comes in under. Um, the thing about this Philadelphia team this year if you get up on them quick at home, their fans are going to lose their mind on their own team, and 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 you've taken home field advantage completely out of play. Oh yeah, all so all you've got to do is score, one, do is score one to. I should I should have been keeping up with this. Has Washington had a lead change yet? Remember a couple of weeks ago we were like, man, we're nine games in this thing, and and the team who scored first never lost a lead and won every game. Have they had a lead change yet? Surely they have. By Didn't now. weren't they leading the Texans? I don't. I have no idea. I don't know that I've watched one second of the Texans Redskins and I'm trying game to until remember the end of the game. The and I should have known if they had a lead and lost it. Then I don't. They know. they tied a couple of times. I think with the Cowboys. So yeah, that, if I'm not mistaken. Anyway, that, I I just always thought that was an interesting stat. But oh, it was a very interesting stat. I don't think there was any way it was going to hold the rest of the year. Um. Either way, they never, they never tied. They never tied. Oh, they. I guess they did tie. At set, Dallas scored seven, and then Washington scored seven. Then Dallas scored three, and then Dallas had the lead the rest of the time. Okay, it looks like. Um, I mean, how you feel about that? You think the skins got a chance here? Six and a half. It's not my gambling picks. Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. I'll be. I'll have money on Washington. Okay, it's not one of my gambling picks, but it's enough to where I like them. I'm gonna I'm gonna wager them. Okay, game number five. We got the Baltimore Ravens at the Atlanta Falcons. This is a pick'em. Does that surprise you? No, I, I don't think anybody knows what to expect with Lamar Jackson. He's beaten two real bad teams so far. Yeah. He does have two wins, but he's beaten two really bad teams so far. Now, if he beats the Falcons, did he just beat another really bad team? That's kind of what it sounds I, like. I, right I now. can't figure the Falcons out. I mean, they've lost three in a row. With can they lose four? If the Falcons win this game, it won't shock me either. I, I do think the Ravens are a better team overall. Uh, they have, like, the more veteran defense. Um, they're, they're the team I guess I trust more. I trust their head coach more. Yeah. Over-under is 49 on this one. It's Sunday, 12 p.m. on CBS. It's at Mercedes-Benz in Atlanta. Um, I could see the Falcons coming out and, like, rallying the troops and Oh, I, I can definitely that. see them getting getting right on this game, too. I mean, if Lamar turns the ball over a couple of times, yeah. But, I mean, for him to turn the ball over would mean Atlanta would have to do something defensively to, like, impress somebody. 
And I don't know that they can do that. Man, they just don't look good at all. Well, no, I mean, they've had so many injuries. You know, it's it's just tough to uh, to wrap everything up. And, man, like, you got to be able to put points on the board if your defense is having trouble. And, uh, like, Steve Sarkeesian gone, right? You know what's like crazy? Gone, right? Bells for Sark? Yeah, I mean, he's, uh, like, I would because you, you need – you have got all that offensive talent. And – you got all these other teams putting that, up. That guy has no business being offensive coordinator in the NFL. I mean, you got the Chiefs and the Rams and the Saints and, uh, you know, just all these other teams putting up, like, video game numbers. He is the reason NFL teams are going to be skittish to go after college offensive coordinators. Thanks, Sarkisian. Yeah. yeah. He's going to make NFL teams afraid to do that because – I think he's failed so miserably. You know what would be a think, lot of fun? I think that team offensively is crazy talented. Could you imagine Cliff Kingsbury oh, in that spot? That. I don't see that. I mean, Atlanta would be rocking, I think. But, you know, I could be wrong. Uh, let's talk about some honorable mentions. Uh, the Rams at the Lions. Rams are 1-6 against the spread as a road favorite this year. They're 10-point favorites. That's a big number, too. Yeah, and I mean, not that the Lions are like great by any means, no. but they are three and two against the spread at home. I can't figure the line. Well, I I, I shouldn't say that. I know exactly the lines. <laughs> They're not really good, but but they might be okay. Yeah, at least for uh, for covering ten points. Like I don't expect them to win the game. No. Uh, the Broncos at the Bengals. The Broncos are four and a half point favorites on the road. I don't know that I can trust this Broncos team. But I can't trust the Bengals either. Oh, anybody with like huge, I, I'm huge staying away on the from that game. Hugh Jackson on the sidelines. That's just a gift step. The Bengals are bad right now. And Andy Dalton, it looks like, is out. Oh, so, yeah. Is that official? I think that's official. Yeah, then that's – I mean, at, they at that point – They should have their way with yeah, the Broncos. Driscoll. The, the Broncos should win. Uh, Driscoll was okay last week. I mean, he wasn't like – he wasn't gangbusters, but he held serve. Uh and finally, the Browns at the Texans. That's a pretty good ball game. I think this is going to be a really good game. I did not see a line on this. Did you see a line on this? Yep, there is a line on this. What is it? Well, my bookie had it at seven. At seven. That's it, a big line. It opened, it opened at four and a half. If you go to Vegas Insider, it opened at four and a half. And got bet up to seven. So I couldn't see an opening line on my bookie, but I saw the opening line on Vegas Insider. And then Vegas Insider's current line had him at six. My bookie had it at plus seven or minus seven. That is nuts to me. Uh, Browns are playing well. You're talking about – I was almost at two teams doing – like looking hot. Like, okay, one team's won eight in a row. One team's won two in a row. Yeah, but the um, Browns are still playing really well. They're playing really well. And if I had to I, – I, I keep betting against Houston – at some point in time, I think they're going to look like Houston again. I mean, they got to, right? I, I just can't – like the Saints winning 10 in a row, that's fine. Like I could see that. If the Chiefs strolled off something like that, like I get it. The Patriots have done it in the past. If the Rams – like like these but are the elite Texans teams. the Texans just eking out wins and – It just it – just not – the ball is a weird-shaped ball. At some point in time, it's going to bounce the other way. Yeah, I do agree with that. All right, that is our NFL Week 13 preview. As always, we're giving you some information to go help you be a winner. Go down, put your action in at Tunica, Mississippi. 
the South's premier sports gambling destination. Go over to tunicatravel.com. they got information on all six of their sports books down there. Wonderful stuff. Go check out winningcureseverything.com while you're at it. We're going to get out of this. NFL Week 13 Gambling Picks. Brought to you by Tunica, Mississippi, the South's premier sports gambling destination. They got six awesome, incredible sports books down there. Samstown, Hollywood, uh, Hollywood, First Jackpot, Fitz Casino, Gold Strike, and Horseshoe. There you go. Holy mackerel. Good job. Holy mackerel. Good job you. Head over to tunicatravel.com for more information. We got a link down at the bottom in the description. Just click on that. Much easier. But tunicatravel.com if you really want to just type it in yourself. Up to you. Uh, you can also head over to winningcureseverything.com. We've got our picks, previews, podcasts, our social media stuff, everything you need to know about us. We got it for you right there, winningcureseverything.com. You can also enter our football picks contest. Every week, we got different prizes from Tunica. Last week was a $100 gift certificate to Twain Steakhouse and $50 in slot play over at Samstown. And Bruce C. from Decatur, Alabama, went 7-3, and three, won the tiebreaker. He is the one that got the prize last week. Last week's picks, I went 3-2. and It's pretty good. Not bad. You're, got me back to 500. I was about to say, you're at 500 now. You're doing well. Chris went 4-1. and one. Yes, sir. I could, I could feel you smiling without even looking at yes, you. Yes, sir. I am 29-29-2 overall. Chris is 35-22-3. What is that, like 62%? I believe that is just around 62%. If you've been betting with Chris on the NFL, you have been making some dough. Love this game. Love this game. Believe that. Well, I'm going to let you start us off. We uh, we got five picks each this week. I'm going with the Stars. girl that I've danced with for a long time, and I'm not stopping anytime soon. Give me the New Orleans Saints minus seven and a half against the Clapper at Jerry World. It's just this is coaching wise, we're we're not even playing the same game. Quarterback level, sorry, Dak. And this is this, this is, is one of my games as well. This is this is not. I I cannot believe I I always try to guess the lines in my head before I see them to see like where I am and Vegas is. And I just knew this was going to be double digits. I know it's a road game, but I was expecting 10 to 13 and a half. There is no. I didn't think it, it would get look, over 14. There but, is not a single position on the field where the Cowboys have an advantage. No. Not, not a not, single not one. position. New Orleans 9 and 0 against the spread in their last nine this season. I know the Cowboys have won three straight. I Sorry. think that they've. Like, there's a lot of people that just bet on the Cowboys every week. That's right. right. But I bet against them a lot. That is I that's just, money. That's Not last throwing reason. money away if you're a Cowboys fan right now. No, no. like at New Orleans the is one on place fire. where people will argue. Well, you know, we got Zeke. We got Zeke. You're not as good as Alvin. I, I'm just and, here to well, tell you, Alvin and Mark combined. Forget that. You're not as good as Alvin. Alvin Kamara is the best running back in football. People, that that's that's the truth. Get over it. Sorry, Todd. Sorry, sorry, Zeke. He's just he just is. Sorry, Melvin. Melvin, I like Melvin, but sorry. What uh? What's your game number two? I'm going to Cleveland. Oh Lord, I'm betting. Well, you, against you better the be Texans. going to Houston. Well, I'm going to Houston. I'm betting on my Browns. <laughs> 
This, this line, I saw it this morning. We record this on Tuesdays. MyBookie.com is, is where I got the lines because I don't have lines from Tunica yet. And this game wasn't up. And I got them plus seven. I went to Vegas Insider to see where this line started from, where it moved to. Looked like it opened at four and a half. Vegas Insider had it moved to six. I saw it on my bookie at seven. I thought, man, I, I know this Houston team is hot. I think they're due for a letdown. I don't know that Cleveland can roll off three straight wins, but Cleveland hadn't been no punk to anybody. No. I mean, they're they're losing games some, but but they're not getting rolled by a lot of people. Okay. This is a this is a team that's playing well. They're playing with fire. That now, I'm a little nervous. The offensive line has not been good. They've got to get the ball out of their hands quickly. Baker cannot hold it against this defense. But if they can run the ball the way they've been able to with Chubb, then then it should slow down that pass rush a little. I'm I'm taking the seven points. I think it's too many points. I'm going to Detroit in my game number two. Whew. Lions plus ten. Since October, the Rams are one five and one against the spread as a favorite. They're two and three against the spread as a road favorite. Lions are two and one against the spread at home as an underdog. Carryon Johnson is coming back for Detroit. They say he's healthy, he's ready to go. The Rams are number twenty one in the NFL in rush defense. I think the Lions will be able to put up some points. I think Matt Stafford will be able to put up some points. Keep the ball away from the Rams. Pretty much. And I, I it, it could get into a little bit of a shootout kind of thing. I don't expect the Ram or the Lions to win, but ten points, I think it's too much for, for this game. Double digit home dog. That's a pretty good that's yeah. a pretty good number. All you right. got it. You got it. All right, I'm taking taking another road team. All right. Chicago at the Giants. Saw this line at four and a half. I, I I just like the Bears. This Giants team looks like they are thrown in the towel. They got no heart. If they had any heart or pride whatsoever, they would have beat the Eagles. The Eagles didn't look good at all, and they snuck away with a win. I, I don't know how the Giants are a functional NFL team right now, and this Bears team is really good. Eli is hanging on by a thread. When Mac is done, he, he might not have anything to hang on left to. It, it just might yeah. be over. You might be right. I really like the Bears. I really like the way they're playing. I I don't know that Trubisky's playing. I don't know that it matters. I think Chase Daniels can play and play well. Yeah, I mean he did pretty pretty well at the Lions. I think the Lions might be better than the Saints. And uh, not the Saints, the uh, oh, Giants. The Giants. Yeah, I agree with that. So I was reading the wrong thing here. That's all right. Nope. <laughs> we all understood what you meant. Um, game number three for me. I'm going to Seattle. Okay. The 49ers are 3 and 8 against the spread this season. Seattle is 6-2 and 1 against the spread. Russell Wilson is on fire right now. Seattle 8 and 2 against the spread their last 10 against San Francisco. They always play the 49ers well. I understand 10 points a lot of points. Don't think it matters here. 49ers don't travel. They have trouble scoring on the road. Um, and they've had trouble just scoring, period, here lately with, with Nick Mullins. I think this team is just about checked out. Like, we're, we're getting closer to that point in the season where they're like, screw it. I just want my paycheck. Let me get out of here. Let's get a draft pick. And Seattle 
if the playoffs were right now, they'd be in the oh, playoffs. No, they're, in, they're in, and they're they're a team that you don't want to play in the wild. Exactly, they they're are going to mess somebody. They're on fire up. right now. Ten points may seem like a lot. I don't think it is right here. Seattle at home. They uh they have not played well at home, but they've had some really tough games. This is not one of those. I think they get it right this week. I think they destroy the 49ers at home. Seahawks minus ten is my pick. My next game, I'm going to New England. I'm taking my Patriots. I'm laying the six points. I I I don't I don't trust this Patriots team a lot this year, but when when they're at Gillette, I've been to that stadium this year. I see how they play. It's just a different kind of atmosphere. That is a team that protects their house. And the Vikings, I've watched this team just play like a dog, and I've watched them play good. I don't know that I've seen them play great. I think the Patriots are a really good football team still, and in order to go in Gillette and beat them, you got to play great. Yeah. And and it's less than a touchdown. I I I like the Patriots offense against this defense and they're, they're balanced. They're getting Burkhead back. I wonder if he'll be a factor at all or if they're going to let him get a couple of weeks to 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 get back into game shape. If Gronk can stay healthy and make the plays that he made last week, that looked like old school Gronk. Yeah. Could not be guarded, could not be covered. Just a monster when he gets loose. If he's getting warmed up, it, it's one of those times where the Patriots might start getting scary. Yeah. I, uh, I, so I'm, I'm I taking the Pats. I'm laying all six points. Game number four for me, I'm going to Oakland. Okay. I got the Chiefs minus 15 at the Raiders. Again, really high points right there. But it's Oakland. So, look, the Raiders are 0-3 against the spread as a home underdog so far this year. They are 3-7 and against the spread against the Chiefs in their last 10 meetings. Kansas City averages almost 37 points a game. Oakland averages 17. So, And I understand KC gives up 29 points a game. While Oakland also gives up, or sorry, Kansas City gives up 27 points a game. Oakland gives up 29. Like, but the KC giving up 27 points a game, I mean, they gave up 54 to the Rams. They gave up 38 to the Steelers. You know, they, this was against good offensive teams. Oakland ain't a good offensive team. They ain't a good anything team. Oakland is bad. I just saw the Ravens with Lamar Jackson beat them by 17. I don't care that they're going back home. Andy Reid loves to beat the Raiders. I mean, it, it's, it plays up well with the fan base. Kansas City hates the Raiders. That's the way it goes. This is a bad Raiders team. They're going to take advantage of that. Chiefs minus 15. I think they beat them at least three touchdowns. All right. We got one game left. Yep. We doing this? Yeah. Go ahead. Give me the Chargers. <laughs> Give me the Chargers. Going into Pittsburgh. Playing Big Ben Roethlisberger, who loves to give the ball away to the other team in the most crucial of moments. I I, I just think Joey Bosa is going to be living a rip free inside Ben's head and in a whole lot of time in in Ben's face. Very very rarely are you just dead wrong on picks. But you are just dead wrong here. Since 2016, the Steelers are 7-3 and against the spread after a loss. They are 2-0 and after a loss this season, straight up and against the spread. 
Since 06, the Steelers 28-16 and 16 in primetime games. They love playing with the lights on. And they love playing at home. Steelers are better in every major statistical category, offense and defense. Steelers minus three is the correct play. Okay. We going against each other this week, and I understand most of the time you end up winning these. You're not winning this week. The Steelers get it back on track. That loss at Denver kind of pissed them off a little bit. Chargers are feeling good about themselves coming off a beatdown of the, the Cardinals. I'm telling you, Steelers all day on this. Lines three, line short. Line short, buddy. All right, that wraps up our NFL Week 13 picks. <sighs> Very rarely is Chris wrong on some of these, but he's wrong on that last one. I'm glad that I was here to correct it. <laughs> We'll see. We've given you all the information you need to go be a winner. Go down to Tunica. Put some action on your favorite plays. Tunicatravel.com is where you need to get more information on all six of their sports books. I cannot recommend all of them enough. They're all wonderful. Go down, spend some time, hang out, watch the games, put some money on them, come back a winner. Tell us thank you when you get done. Put your picks down in the bottom. We, we want to see what you got. I, I'm not interested if you go undefeated on, on the NFL one. We ain't worrying about that one. It's the college one that you need to go undefeated on if you want to come on the show. Because people can go undefeated on the NFL one. You've already done it. Yeah, but I don't think I don't think people can. I think it's really hard to do. You want to put the you want to put it out there for this? I'm one? not afraid. All right, let's go. Look, you go five and zero. At first off, tell us where you got your picks. Put the lines with it. Give us your five picks. If you go undefeated, we're gonna bring you on the show. 5-0. and oh. It's got to be 5-0. and oh. Can't be 4-0-1-1. Got to be 5-0. Oh. All right. Let's do this thing. Uh, TunicaTravel.com. WinningCuresEverything.com. Go enter in the football picks contest over on the website. Roll it. College football championship week preview. Championship. That sounds good, don't it? Yeah. Feels good. It, I mean, it's better than saying like week 14. <laughs> You're I mean, like, I don't do, care. I'm do, gambling either way. Do these games matter? Uh, yeah, some of them matter a whole lot. But 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 all of them don't. No, I think all of them do to, they are to the specific fan base. Games. They don't matter to the grand scheme of like football as a whole. Okay. But like, you think this game don't matter to Northwestern? But I'm just saying. I mean, we, we set a system up that says every game matters, but the championship game at the end of the season doesn't. Well, I mean, it, it matters if Ohio State gets beat. For a lot of people, it doesn't matter. Dang. We believe that if Clemson loses, they're still in, right? We believe that if Alabama loses, yeah, they're still in, I right? Mean, so Alabama, I think, yeah. I so, don't know so, about Clemson. So, so do these games – then the Washington-Utah game doesn't matter at all. No, no, it matters. No, it doesn't. The winner goes to the Rose Bowl. Does, that does not matter. The, the loser probably goes to like the Las Vegas Bowl. The Rose Bowl is just a bowl game. It does that is not, so not even the it, case. It is the case. We, we ain't even getting into the preview yet. And we already argued. It, it is the case. No, this like college football tradition matters a lot to it a only lot matter, of these. You know what? The, what do they call the Rose Bowl? The granddaddy of them all. It only matters because of who your damn granddaddy was. That's it. This is a. This is. This is just a country club that that certain people are invited to and others are not. I, I'm a little surprised. You are always for the little guy, and this is like the little guy's week. It's not the little guy's week. It's not. 
if it was the little guys week, then when they win their championship game, they should get something for it other than we're just going to play in a different bowl game than we would normally play in. The only one that, that doesn't really matter either way, Memphis UCF. I disagree. I don't think the Pac-12 matters at all. I think the winner, the Pac-12 winner goes to the Rose Bowl. That is we, a big deal We believe deal UCF is going to play in a, a game, Year's game. E- equal to the Rose Bowl no matter what, right? Uh, it won't be equal. It, it won't be the same. So why is it that – time out on this preview here. Why is it that <laughs> the Big Ten and the Pac-12 winners – get to play in the most prestigious bowl of them all when those two conferences are not even close to the best two conferences in football. Tradition. Why is it? Because of who their granddaddy was. Yeah. That Tradition. It's That's, that's why I say it's bullshit. Well, la- and I think I mean, I'm last completely year was, justified in saying that. It, last year it was Georgia and Oklahoma. No, but that's because it was a part of the playoff system. Yeah, so that every, had nothing to do with what the Rose Bowl is. Every three, four years, that's 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 completely. Then other different. teams get to play in it. That's completely different to what the Rose Bowl is, though. I mean, the Sugar it, Bowl it is, is an SEC bowl. It is literally just, and it's just a bowl game. They're no different than the New Orleans Bowl that's played in that a month beforehand. Right, the the paycheck at the end of it's better, but other than that, it's it's just an exhibition game that does not matter. <laughs> Congratulations. This brought to you by Tunica, Mississippi, the South's premier sports gambling destination. They have got six incredible sports books down there. You can find more information on all six of them over at tunicatravel.com. As always, you can go check us out over at winningcureseverything.com. Our social media stuff, picks, previews, uh, everything about us, really is at winningcureseverything.com. You can also enter the football picks contest over there uh, starting on Wednesday. Go check that bad boy out. You pick 10 games against the spread. You can win some pretty amazing prizes from Tunica, Mississippi. It's good stuff. It's real good stuff. All right, let's jump into it. Game number one, college game day is there. It is the biggest game of the weekend. Probably not even close. Number one, Alabama. Number four, Georgia. Alabama is a 13.5-point favorite. What say you? How do you feel about this? There's a part of me that thinks Alabama's just going to roll, but I'd like it to be a good game. I'd like it to be a close game. I originally thought that it was going to be a really close game. The more I look at numbers, the more I just dig into this, I, I think Alabama probably covers the spread. And obviously, me being the Alabama fan, I don't want to jinx them. A couple of weeks ago, I really thought that Georgia would would beat them. I'd like to see it, but I don't. I don't know that I'm gonna see it. They uh, they look really good right now. They look really good right now. Alabama does. Um, I mean, the numbers are are fairly comparable. Uh, I mean, just across the board, there's a few spots where Georgia is just really, really not good. Um, sacks per game. Georgia's number 102 in the country. Alabama's number five. Like, not good. Uh, Opponent pass completion percentage. Georgia's number 89 in the country. Alabama's number five. You know, it's opponent yards per play. Georgia gives up 4.83. That's number 24 in the country. Alabama gives up 4.35. You know, yards per play, like, Georgia's offense can roll. Um, You know, but... 
they're still like 7.46 yards per play while Alabama's 8.21. You know, like across the board, it is, eh. Opponent red zone scoring percentage, uh, Alabama's number three at 65.44%. Georgia's number 109 in the country at 89.27%. Um, you know, red zone scoring percentage, Georgia's at number 50, Alabama's at 24. Like, I... You know, it's just it, like there's stuff that I thought really would would make a huge difference in this game that I thought Georgia might be better than Alabama. And I, I can't I cannot find the statistics that would would lead to a Georgia win. Now, Georgia could come out and smack them in the mouth like Georgia can run the football really the, well. The offense needs to be we are going to. Eight yards of play, eight yards of play, eight yards of play. Keep Tua on the sidelines. Then that has to be the game plan. If that's not the game plan, then their game plan is wrong. Yeah. I mean, that is one thing that you could get in, right? Uh, Rushing yards per attempt. I mean, Georgia's at 6.26 yards per attempt. Alabama's at 5.34. So, maybe. But, I mean, they're both still top 15 in the country. So, eh. I mean, we'll see. Uh, I don't know. It's just <laughs> there's uh, there's 35 stats here, and Alabama wins 23 of them, and Georgia wins 20 or uh, sorry 12 of them, and the FBS average rank for Georgia on all of them is 31. The FBS average rank for Alabama is 20th. So statistically. I don't think it's going to be close. I just I, like I, I saw that line initially and was like, "Man, thirteen and a half, really?" But then I start looking at the numbers and I'm like, "Oh, yeah, yeah it's under 14. It's fine." Like, okay, well, all right, all right. So we'll move off of that. I mean, I, I'm not betting that one. Uh, are you? Is that in your game of picks? No, no. Okay, um, I'm, I'm I'm not I'm not betting on Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, there's a chance that I probably will bet on Georgia just because I'm not afraid to lose money and I really hate Alabama, but I'm not giving it out as a pig. I'm not an idiot. It's a, there was a few years ago that, that you refused to bet on Clemson against Alabama, right? No, no, I did bet on Clemson. I was at your house. Yeah, I remember I you, were, you were still mad about Clemson winning. I was I was mad because it literally didn't matter to you that your team lost a national championship game. That, that, I thought, was the shittiest thing I'd ever experienced. Your team just played in a championship game. You're like, oh, well, we'll just win it next year. It's no big deal. <laughs> I was like, this game doesn't even matter to you. This is, this is, this is why people hate Alabama people. Because well, it we does not the, matter. Like, we had won one the year before, and then we'll we win ended the up winning one. one. Yeah, yeah we, we came back and won it uh, yeah. last year. Um, That's the only reason I was mad. I, I thought you, you, I to thought feel you pain and suffering. No, I, I won money on that thing. I won a lot of money. I, I had thought, the over I, and I had Clemson. Both teams scored fifty. Yeah, that's. You remember I had yeah. Clemson on just the spread yeah. that night. I know. And so even though we lost, I still won money. <laughs> I know. That's, that's just ridiculous. That you should never prosper from. Um, da, 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 da. let's jump into Oklahoma and Texas. Same line as it was earlier this year. Seven and a half. Seven and a half. Golly. Now, did you see where the Texas AD 
and said, no, 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 this ain't the Red River. We ain't giving you the trophy back. Like, if y'all beat us in this one, like, you just get the Big 12 championship. You ain't getting the Red River trophy back. Well, no, they shouldn't. This is not a this is not a trophy game. That's, I, well, I it was, is a trophy game. It's just a different trophy game. Just different trophy. No, yeah, they, oh, absolutely. That's, if you play in one of these rivalry games where you get a trophy and you rematch for a championship, no, I, I, that, that belt is not on line. No. No, we, we still beat you in our rivalry game, and we still have all of the accolades that come along with that. All right, so if, if Alabama won 23 out of 35 stats against Georgia and Georgia won 12, okay. how many would you think that Oklahoma won compared to Texas? A lot because they're all offensive stats, right? No, no, no. I mean, it, this is stats across the board. Sacks, red zone, scoring percentage. Oh, if it's defense, I bet it's 50. Da, 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 da. It's it, 19 stats for Oklahoma, 16 for Texas. Yeah, I, I would say it's going to be a so, lot closer if they take any defensive stuff away because – Oklahoma didn't win a single defensive stat on there. There's no doubt in my mind. Uh, the FBS average rank for Oklahoma on all stats was 53. For Texas, it was 56. Yep, that's they, yeah because one of them is crazy high on offense, and they're also insanely low on defense. Yeah, so that makes all the stats kind of even out to 50-50. It's a, this some of these stats absolutely blew me away. Opponent red zone points per attempt. Oklahoma's number one twenty nine. Yeah, out of one thirty. No, out of one thirty. Like yeah, they, they are they are almost DFL in they, all these defensive stats. They give up six point one nine points per red zone attempt. So basically, they but give up a touchdown thinks, every time somebody gets in the red every zone. Every time, but everybody thinks they can hang with Bama. They're Which the is they're the one magical team that can beat this unstoppable beast uh, for listen, some reason. Listen to this: opponent red zone scoring percentage, Texas. Seventy-one point four three percent. That's number five in the country. That's pretty good. Oklahoma gives up ninety-five point five three percent. That is number one twenty-nine in the country. Nice. Opponent red zone touchdown scoring percentage. Oklahoma gives up eighty-six point oh three. Number one thirty. Dead last in the in the entire country. Yep. Texas is number thirty-six. Fifty-four point eight six. So yeah, the here's the deal, right? Texas stylistically is a bad matchup for Oklahoma. That's right. You and I were talking in the recap the other day about, you know, you you always side with the team that lost the first matchup in the rematch. I I usually tend to side with the rematch team that lost. And we were trying to figure out, like, well, what's some more recent stuff, you know, whatever. It doesn't happen often, so it's not like we have a lot of, like, a big sample size. But it's going to happen every year in the Big 12. Yes. And it happened last year. Yes, right. So last year, Oklahoma beat TCU 38-20 to in the regular season. Mm-hmm. And then, that was that was in Norman. That's right. And then in the Big 12 championship game, they beat them worse. Worse, yeah. 41-17. That's right. Now, Texas, everybody looks at it, it was a three-point game, et cetera, et cetera. Texas completely turned off their offense after they got up 45-24. to what, 24? Yeah, it was. A, they were out of hand, and Oklahoma had a pretty big comeback. Yeah, they they scored twenty one points in like the last nine minutes. Like they played prevent defense, all that kind of mess. Texas had that game in hand. I wonder what the difference will be this go round. I don't. Herman is a Herman's a good coach. Like, like well, and so point, is Todd Orlando. Like that defensive coordinator, yeah, like, it's like figured this thing out. That's, I mean, they're not a joke. Orlando's going to have his hands full. Okay, Lincoln Riley's going to have Oklahoma ready 
Yeah. If there if there is a coach that is going to make sure his offense is on point for a championship game, it's going to be Lincoln Riley and this Oklahoma offense. I mean, they're they are unworldly talented at every part of the offensive football game. Yeah. I, I, I just wonder if Texas makes one or two defensive stops, plays ball control offense, but scores every time they get the ball, because you can against Oklahoma, then then that's Texas's only way to win. Yeah. I mean it really is. It really is. Because Oklahoma's going they're not settling for field goals. No, not They're just not, not if at all. Texas starts kicking field goals at any point in time in the game, they have lost this game. Well, and the other part and then of they're this gonna is, lose control of the game. The other part of this is turnover margin, right? So if you think that Texas like might just give Oklahoma the game, like that's not the case. Texas is number nineteen in the country in turnover margin. Yeah, they don't turn over. They, they, they are plus plus point five eight. Oklahoma Slightly different story. They're yep. number eighty at negative point one seven. They 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 play fast and loose with the ball, because of the the style of offense they play. And Texas plays very safe with the ball because of the offense they they run. Yeah. Yards per play, obviously that's going to be highly favored for Oklahoma. Oh, absolutely. Oklahoma number one in the country at nine yards per play. Texas five point five two. Not bad. Not not great not anything it's just like right dead middle but if you're trying to beat a team like Oklahoma that's what you want you don't want nine yards of play no you want five yards you of play. want five yards of play yeah and you you want to kill them with a thousand paper cuts that is the way it goes because you want those boys on the sidelines you want Lincoln Riley with his hands on his hips waiting to call plays yes you do yes you do this game is at 11 a.m like every other freaking Oklahoma Texas game I know I, I just can't understand why they have any games at 11 like this is at 11 is when they should play all these makeup games that that nobody cares about like well that they they did but yeah but this game should not be one of them like none of the championship games should start at 11 so they should all start at 2 30 or later east carolina nc state is at 11 yeah, marshall correct. west virginia or marshall virginia tech is at 11 correct that, uh, that's fine drake iowa state Akron, South Carolina, Louisiana Lafayette, Appalachian State yep. is a championship game, but that's at 11. That's fine. And then they've got UAB, Middle Tennessee at 1230, uh, Norfolk State Liberty at 1, Stanford Cal at 2, and then they clear the schedule for the SEC championship game yeah. at 3 o'clock. And then once that one's done, then we can get back to business, and we've got uh, the, the Fresno. The Pac-12 and the A&M. Well, the I Pac-12 mean, the is on Friday. Oh, yeah, that's right. was on Friday. They do it the day Um, before. That's right. So, Fresno at Boise is at 645. Clemson-Pittsburgh at 7. Northwestern Ohio State at 7. So, yeah. I mean, is what it is. Um, Texas, like, going back to this, stylistically, just a nightmare for Oklahoma. Texas is 6-0 in their last six matchups against the spread. They've won three of them outright. So, it ain't just a given that Oklahoma's going to run away with this thing. Nope. Uh, let's move on. Game number three, Memphis against UCF. UCF a three-and-a-half-point favorite. I think that line opened at like six-and-a-half. Right, I, I saw it at three this morning. Oh, is it all the way down to three yeah. now? Yeah, I think, I think the McKenzie injury has completely changed. Well, nobody knows what to expect with UCF. I mean, they are the complete anomaly. New guy could come in, play great, and they not miss a beat, or he I'll could just new fall guy, over himself. New guy last week. Like, had South Florida been able to stop the run at all? Could have won. Well, maybe, maybe not won. won because they were already down right. they quite were a bit. pretty far. Um, but 
absolutely, had they been able to stop the run, they might have been all right. New guy we was should, five out of fourteen. We should 14. know what that guy's name. We can't call him new guy. That's that's complete. Yeah, go ahead and go I'm ahead sorry. and find that. I apologize. Um, it's on me because I'm the defender of them. <laughs> should have known that. I, I, I'm very upset about the McKenzie injury. Uh, total offense, UCF is number five in the country, and Memphis is at number six. Total defense, UCF is at number seventy-seven. Memphis is number sixty-six. Uh, turnover margin, UCF number two in the country at plus 1.45 per game. Memphis is 51 at plus 0.17. So, you know, a lot of these, they look like the same team. Like, they just, they look the exact same. Uh, the only difference being uh, opponent rushing yards per attempt. UCF is number 79 in the country, giving up 4.47 yards per attempt. Memphis is number three in the country at running the football, 6.41%. I think that Memphis, like this will be in my gambling picks. And I I think it would have been the same whether McKenzie Milton played or not. Memphis in the trenches is better than UCF, at least this year. I don't think they were last year. But this year they are really good. What's uh, what's the guy's name? Daryl Mack. Daryl Mack Jr. Okay. Daryl Mack is the new quarterback. We'll see what happens. Now, I'll tell you this. Against Memphis' defense, he will be able to run the football. Oh, yeah. Now, Memphis is going to let you run the ball. Um, he will be able to get out in open space and make plays, Le- but he's not going to be able to beat you with his arm, I don't think. Talking about talking about Memphis, is Henderson a legit dope walker contender? Can he win that thing? I think he could. I mean, I really do. Because this hasn't been the year where, like, a running back has taken – the country by storm. Well, I mean, who, who are you going to give it to? Like a that's seven it. and five, uh, Jonathan Taylor. I mean, that's what I'm or, saying. Like, or who's who's the other guy that? Uh, like we were we were thinking before the season started, like a running back will emerge from Wisconsin because that always happens. Bryce, well, Jonathan Taylor's great. Yeah, no, no, it's great, but he's he, you know, but they're seven and five. They're seven and five, and like they haven't looked great. I mean, he he has like, put up some really big numbers against some really bad teams. He's good. But, like, we thought Bryce Love was going to be a superstar before the season started. Cause he and had, he was injured. And he's just, yeah, he can't get healthy. He can't look right. Like, a couple of guys have looked really good in spots. I mean, Henderson's looked unbelievable all season. It would be big for Memphis to get a Dope Walker winner. Let's see. I was wanting to look up Jonathan Taylor. Is there any way that Georgia's guys are going to, like, like, Cannibalize each other, right? Like you. Oh you yeah, can't yeah. Give they're it to they're Swift. not. You they're can't not in give that it one. To, okay. Um, Jonathan Taylor. Snell. You think Snell might have a chance to take it away from him? I mean, he's had no. more big TV games. It no, but he's also had some really bad games. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. But I mean, this is he's in a power five. I don't think team. he's there's there's three guys and everybody in the country loves to crap on the American Conference. I mean, that's just it. They they. So I don't know that they're I think ever going to give up. Jonathan Taylor would probably win it. But I think that Daryl Henderson has a legit chance. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, 280 rushes for 1,989 yards. He averages 7.1 yards every time he touches it, and he had 15 touchdowns. Um, I mean, that's that's tough to beat. That's strong. That is really strong. It is. Yeah, it is super, super strong. Um, So, Daryl Henderson, let's jump into what he did. But this guy is special, and we haven't talked about him enough. Oh, he's, he's great. He is absolutely great. But let's let's talk about Daryl Henderson. 
Uh, last week he was 24 carries for 178 yards. Oh, no, yeah. He's, uh, he's been awesome all year. This year, 198 carries, 1,699 yards, averaged 8.6 yards every time he touched it, and he had 19 touchdowns. So more touchdowns, less touches. M- and more, more yards, yards per touch. More yards per touch. And, and and a little less on yardage. On yards. Now, he didn't play against the Michigans. He didn't play against, like, the, the Iowas, like your bigger, badder, bully defenses. But... Eh? I think he's got a legit shot, and I think he could really do special things for Memphis. Let's see. Who are the Doak Walker finalists? da 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 I would I would venture to say it's those two guys in Snell, right? I don't think it's Snell. You don't think Snell is a finalist? I mean, even if they're not going to give it to him, that dude has been special this year. His his overall numbers might not be those two guys' numbers, but he's been pretty special this, this year. Let's see. Doak Walker finalists are... Da, 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 a man Rit- alive. This is riveting. unbelievable. Radio. Why do they not do this easier? Uh, there's Lou Gro- uh, yeah, Lou Groza, Ray but, Guy, Maxwell, Davy O'Brien. Like I thought, this was going to be easy to pull up. Travis Etienne, Travis Etienne, Daryl Henderson, and Jonathan Taylor. Those are the three finalists. Okay. You think Etienne could win it? I mean, the ACC is is maybe worse than. I w- no, I wouldn't do. I wouldn't give it to him. I think it's between Jonathan Taylor and, and Daryl Henderson, and I think they might give it to Daryl Henderson just because, hey, this is this is cool. These, these guys are special. Yeah. I mean, they're doing something in Memphis that they've never done before. So, you know what's crazy? Daryl Henderson actually averaged 8.9 yards per carry last year. He just didn't get near the touches. No. Uh, let's move on from Memphis Sorry. UCF. Game number four, Ohio State minus 14.5 against Northwestern. Uh, this is one that, again – you know, you you think, eh, like Oklahoma won three more stats than Texas. Than Texas, Northwestern and Oklahoma they tied in two of them, and or sorry, yeah, Ohio State and Northwestern they tied on two of them. Ohio State is better in three more stats than Northwestern. It doesn't surprise me. Their defense is better than Ohio State's. I I. I know, I I have I like Northwestern. We're, we're we're in with those guys. I'm in the tank with them. I've lost a lot of money betting on Northwestern this year. I know my boys from from West Lot want me to stay away from this game. I can't. I can't do it. I I think I think they can hang. I think they can hang. I think they might could win the game. That's a 14 and a half point line. I think Ohio State blew their wad in that Michigan game. That was I think they did. all. That was all uh, emotion and rage and and desperation of just we're gonna kill this team. We're gonna play way outside of our head. You wanna you wanna hear something interesting? First off, Ohio State averages almost two hundred more yards per game than Northwestern. Oh, that does doesn't surprise me at all. But but <laughs> check this out: red zone scoring percentage. They're down there with Oklahoma. Uh yeah, red, this is not on defense. I'm talking like oh offense, offense. Oh, no, yeah, red zone scoring yeah. percentage. Ohio State is number 118 yeah. in the country at 76.6 percent. Northwestern 78 at 82.58 percent. Are you talking about off on offense? 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's offense. Okay. I thought you were on defense, defense, it's it's all Northwestern. Yeah. I was just Northwestern so much better, so much better on defense. Yep. Um, this is one of those games that that screams like I like Pat Fitzgerald. I like that they've known they were going to be in this game for two or three weeks. And Ohio and he, State and he's found been playing out. backups, and That's they're right. still winning. Ohio State found out two days ago they were going to be in this game. Yeah, I like that Northwestern fans have had opportunities to buy up all the hotel rooms and all the tickets for three weeks straight, and Ohio State just realized they were going to be there. Yeah, I think a lot of Ohio State fans didn't know if That's they it. would. No, no, not like you could just assume you win that game and let's buy them early. Let's uh, let's move on to the last one. Washington minus six at Utah. Another one of those weird games. Washington's favored by six. They won earlier in the year, 21 to seven at Utah, but that was early. That was when Utah was still on the uh, the schneid. And then Utah got rolling. Utah's been rolling. I, I will tell you. Utah is better in 18 stats compared to 17 stats for Washington. That shocks me a little bit. I really like Chris Peterson. I mean, I, I have no idea how he started the season off as weird and wonky as he did and, and got them completely out of contention. I know that game against Auburn just could have went either way. It was just a weird game. And then they lost to Cal 12-10 to 10 and yeah. benched uh, uh, Jake Browning Chris, for a little bit. They lost on a last-second field goal Chris, to Oregon. Chris Peterson is a top-five coach in college football. I mean, yeah, he's, give it that. he's really, really good. Um, but that that is to take nothing away from Kyle Whittingham, who no. I think is still a really, really good coach. I like Utah a lot. If I had to lean one way or another, um, I would I would lean towards Chris Peterson because I have a hard time just betting against him. Yeah, I know that goes against my revenge theory guy, but I really thought about taking Washington in this game, and then I started thinking about it because I'm like. Yeah, Utah starting quarterback and running back have been out, and yeah, no. you know they didn't look great against BYU, but I think they might have just—I mean, they figured it out. They figured they didn't it out look late. great early. Um, Got to play yeah. all sixty so I, minutes, though, man. I think I might stay away from this one. That's in my game one pick. There you go. All right, let's go through honorable mention: Fresno at Boise. Boise a three-point favorite at home. This is the Mountain West Championship game. Boise on that blue turf. Yeah, tough else, to man. beat, man. They are tough to beat. Fresno. Uh, realistically, numbers-wise, should be favored. They should have been the first time. Well, they were the first time. What? But they but they lost. Was Boise a home dog? I thought that was a pick No, game. Boise was a home dog oh, by, by, by three. I remember picking Boise, and I remember winning. Yep, and they won. Yep. Um, but but they were a home game. dog. They were a home dog in that one. Um, this one should be interesting. Fresno's got the revenge factor, but Boise at home, they are playing lights out right God, now. Tough. Man, they're tough. Pitt at Clint or well Pitt versus Clemson. It's in yeah, Charlotte. That's Charlotte. Uh, Charlotte. Which will probably be all Clemson fans anyway. Uh, Clemson twenty six and a half point favorite. Clemson is like one in six when favored by twenty one points or more this year. They keep giving them big numbers though. I don't feel good about Pitt. Oh, like, you think Pitt's gonna get washed? I think they might. Because Ooh. well, look it, like. They run if, the football so well, I just feel like they can make it a lower-scoring game and, and kill the clock. If they don't think they can win, just don't get embarrassed. I just don't know that they'll be able to run the ball. Uh, well, maybe not. I don't know. Because like, Clemson is really good against the run, 
And if Pitt can't run the ball, they no, are no, in some no. serious if, trouble. If Pitt can't run the ball, this game is going to be a, a massacre. I mean, Clemson's like number two in the country against the run. Well, yeah, but that's because they play a bunch of teams that can't run the ball. I don't know, man. It, it, this line worries right? me. I, I thought about taking Pitt in this one, too. I was like, ah, well, I better stay I'll, away from that. I'm going to do it. Now, of course, come game time, I'll probably be like, <laughs> what the hell? I may as well. Uh, Stanford minus two and a half at Cal. This one's in my gambling picks. This one's in my gambling picks as well. It is. Uh, it's in Berkeley. Stanford been on a little bit of a roll here lately. Cal has also looked uh, pretty good. This is a good matchup. This is a good game to have on Championship uh, Saturday. Yeah, this is a good game to have on Championship so, Saturday. What, what, what do they call this one? The big game or the it, the game is Michigan Ohio State. Yeah, I don't. I don't. This has a this has a name like that. I think which, it's like the big game. I don't know. So, but it's it's a rivalry. I I like it being this weekend. It's good. I mean, yeah. If, normally you can't because what if one of these teams play in a championship game? But yeah. I'm Once okay they both it. found out they weren't going to be in it, yeah, they moved it on over. Let's play it this uh, week. And finally, last one, UAB at MTSU. Rematch from last week. Rematch. Uh, Middle Tennessee, three-point favorites at home. They beat them up last week. They beat them 27-3, to but look, Bill Clark held everything back in that game because it did not matter. He's going to be ready for this one. Yeah, I think he will be. He did not show them a thing because it did not matter if they won last. I, week. I get I get sucked into these things because you you know I I I'm I'm in the tank with some of these guys and I'm just not gonna I'm just not gonna get out. I'm just gonna ride them forever. So you just all in on on Bill Clark. I'm just gonna keep going and it doesn't matter where he goes or what he does. I just follow him. I like him and I. I think he's an unbelievable man i think he's an incredible coach and well, he's and I mean, great against the spread yeah i've made a lot of money i think that's part of the reason why you get in the tank with these guys <laughs> yeah well some of these guys i've lost a lot of money on well this year pat, fuente did not help you out no fuente has killed me pat fitzgerald killed me money wise but well you just got to know the right way to bet fitzgerald right well, when you like, bet him all the time and he only wins half of them you, well you, but that, that's you the thing smoked. you don't you don't bet him as a favorite yeah, well. you can't bet him as a favorite you only bet him as a dog if you only bet him as a dog you won money if you're in the tank with him you're in the tank damn it <laughs> all right that is our college football championship week preview show we gave you the information you need to be a winner go down to tunica put your put some action down on your favorite plays go to tunicatravel.com to figure out which sports book you want to go to Go over to winningcureseverything.com, enter in the football picks contest, pick 10 games against the spread. You can win some awesome prizes. As always, hit that subscribe button to help us out. Tell us what we got right, what we got wrong, what you think is going to happen right down there in the comments. Go check out the Gambling Picks video. College Football Championship Week Gambling Picks brought to you by Tunica, Mississippi, the South's premier sports gambling destination. They got six incredible sports books down there. Samstown, Hollywood, uh, Wood. God bless America. I keep wanting to say like Hollywood. Don't do like, that. Like pot, like jackpot. Like So uh, Hollywood Casino, Samstown, First Jackpot, Fitz Casino, Horseshoe, and Gold Strike Casino. They got more information on all six of them over at tunicatravel.com. So go check that bad boy out. You can enter our football picks contest. Pick 10 games against the spread over at winningcureseverything.com. You can win some awesome Tunica, Mississippi prizes. They have, uh, they have really stepped the game up. They are it, it, Just go check it out, winningcureseverything.com. Go do that thing. Uh, for the last few weeks, we have put it out there because we have had some people talking trash about our records. All kind of noise. 
All you got to do, we're going to let you come on the show. But the only thing that you have to do to come on the show is you got to go 7-0. and You put your picks down in the comments. Tell us where you got the line. Tell us exactly what the line is, when you got it, all that kind of stuff. Give me the details. Don't just say, like, uh, I'm rolling with Alabama. Yep. Uh, I'm rolling with Ohio State. Like, don't tell me that. Tell me what number. Tell me what, what you would bet it at. You go 7-0. and And this week, we're only giving you five. You still got to pick seven, though, if you want to come on this thing. So, 7-0 and this week. Well, we've been picking seven all year. All year long. Seven games. So, you go 7-0, and we're going to let you call in. We're going to let you tell us about what bowl games we need to bet on. We're going to let you tell us about the playoffs, all that kind of mess. Last week, our football picks contest, Bruce C. from Decatur, Alabama, went 7-3, and won the tiebreaker. He got a $100 gift certificate to Twain Steakhouse and a $50 free slot play over at Sam's Town Tunica over in uh, Tunica, Mississippi. Pretty awesome stuff. I yep. like it. Uh, if you have been following us on this, we also do an NFL gambling picks show as well. Go check that thing out. Go Chris, check that thing out. I'm making some money over there. Chris is picking at a 62% clip in the NFL this season. Went four so and one last week. Last week, I went four and three in college football picks in rivalry week. Chris went three and four. I am 46, 42, and three. Chris is 45, 44, and two. We are giving you five picks each this week. There's only like 15 games. So, uh, let's go on and fire this thing off. I- I'm going to guess we've got some of the same games. Well, yeah, because there's not a lot of games to pick from. So, game number one for me, Northwestern plus 14 and a half against Ohio State. Now, I understand Ohio State needs to blow out Northwestern because they are ranked number six in the playoff rankings and they need to jump up and da-da-da-da-da-da. I think Ohio State blew everything they had on that Michigan game last week. Northwestern is 11-2-1 against the spread since 2014 as an underdog. In 2018, Ohio State is 1-7 against the spread since week number three as a 10-point-plus favorite. Double-digit favorite, one and seven against the spread. Ohio State plays these close games. Northwestern's defense tends to show up in these spots. Ohio State, I don't think, will be as emotionally ready for this one as they were. Northwestern has been waiting on this game forever. Northwestern will have, really, a home crowd advantage in this, I think. It'll at least be 50-50. Yep. Um Northwestern will be fired up for this. This will be their first Big Ten championship game. They want to go to the Rose Bowl. They are fired up for this one. Uh, don't I understand Ohio State's going to be fired up too. 14.5 just seems like way too many points here. Northwestern plus 14.5. Same Ohio, thing. What Ohio State needs to do and what Ohio State can do or will do are two totally different things. They're just, they're just two different things. They haven't blown anybody out like this in a while they did it to michigan and then they haven't done it since week three i tell you this northwestern's not going to be talking any of that yak no so they they don't do that before games no. it, it didn't there's nothing for ohio state to get fired up about northwestern's just like yes sir no sir we'll see you on the field they'll be hyped okay. up. they'll be ready to go but they will be prepped they will be ready to roll game number two for me memphis plus three and a half at ucf UCF won 31-30 early in the year at the Liberty Bowl. 
look, there were some massive Memphis turnovers. Game was in the rain. Memphis was up 30-14 to 14 in this game. They could have run away with it. They turned the ball over a few times. The, the biggest difference right now, there's no McKenzie Milton. This go-round. UCF number 109 against the run. Memphis is number five in the country in rushing offense. They are number three in yards per rush. Look, Memphis is better than UCF in the trenches this year. Like on the offensive and defensive line, I I feel like Memphis is going to be fired up for this. Look, I'm here. I see Memphis. I understand that team hates UCF. They are, for whatever reason, this is a rivalry for Memphis. They hate UCF. They are going to be fired up for this game. I'm getting three and a half. I like that. I think Memphis has a chance to win the game outright. I think they probably will. Um, but the fact that I got it at three and a hook, feel pretty good about that. I'm going to Stanford Cal and give me Cal plus two and a half. Ooh. I think Cal's going to win this game straight up. I, I think Cal is the better team this year. I do. I, I'll take their coach over David Shaw. I, I just think he's prepared that team really well all year. I don't think talent-wise they're as good as Stanford, but I think they are playing – just just fine. They're at home. This will be a big game. I, I like Cal in this spot. Game number three for me, Stanford minus two and a half at Cal. Stanford five and one against the spread against Cal the last six years. Stanford two oh and one against the spread as a road favorite this year. The metrics have got Stanford minus six in this one. I think Cal is the exact kind of team that Stanford knows how to beat. They they are built very similarly, only Stanford has more offense. I think two and a half is way too short here. I'm rolling the complete opposite direction to you. David Shaw knows how to cover. Give me Stanford minus two and a half. All right, I'm doing it. I'm taking all the points for Pitt. Give me, oh, my Lord. Give me, the, give me the 26 and a half. Just give them to me. I'm do, I'm just I'm just doing that. All right. I think Pitt's gonna. I, I mean, I don't even know if they're gonna keep it close. Twenty six and a half is not close. I mean, look. If if Pitt can run the football, then absolutely. Uh, if they can just run the football in like one quarter of the game, they can keep it within twenty five. Yeah, probably. Um, I mean, thirty five to ten gets you a cover. Yeah, I mean, so so. I'm I mean, Clemson's like, Clint- been scoring a lot more than thirty five. So uh, they might well, have they, to score they did, more than ten. But. They did against South Carolina, but I think Pitt's defense is better. Oh no, I think Pitt's defense is. You know, better. but I mean, at the same time, like, no, no, no. Eh, Clem- better, Clemson but. beat Duke thirty-five to six. Yeah, you know, like they yeah, some games they score more than thirty-five, but who knows? And and Clemson what one in seven against the spread? Yeah, it, as a favorite. That's right. As a as a favorite as a, of uh, more than twenty-one. 20, yeah, I was gonna say over three touchdowns. Yeah, I mean that's a big big stuff. Uh, game number four for me, Texas plus seven and a half against Oklahoma. Texas is seven, one, and one against the spread as an underdog the last two years under Tom Herman. Texas is six and oh against the spread against Oklahoma the last six years with three outright wins. Look, we talk all the time about the revenge factor and giving it more to the team that got beat the first go round, how they're going to be more fired up and whatnot. Look, last year, Oklahoma beat TCU 38-20 to in Norman. That was in November. And then again, they beat them worse in the Big 12 championship game, 41-17. to Texas was up 45-24 to against Oklahoma. 
and gave up a furious comeback by taking their foot off the gas, playing prevent defense, all that kind of mess. You can't do that against Oklahoma. I think he will. I think Herman and Todd Orlando will have learned from their mistakes this go round. I don't expect them to get up forty-five to twenty-four again, but Texas is a nightmare matchup for Oklahoma. I think there's a lot of pressure on Kyler Murray and that bunch in this game. Texas is playing with basically no pressure. I like teams in that spot. Seven and a half is way too many points for me. Uh, give me Texas. Give me the Longhorns. <laughs> okay, cool. Hook them. <laughs> well, this is the last time of the year, I guess, until the bowl game that I can do it. So I'm riding with Justin Fuente. One more time. One more time. Give me Virginia Tech minus four and a half against Marshall. They, they I thought should, about taking that They one. should beat Marshall by more than four and a half. They should beat them by a touchdown, right? Uh, I mean, this team has been so weird all season. But they they one, should. I'm just worried about the emotional factor from like time, last week. Show up, play with some pride. One more time. Marshall is eight and three this year. So it it worried me because like they're on a three game winning streak. Like they're looking pretty good. They're scoring points. I wonder how fired up Virginia Tech. Like Virginia Tech needs this to go to a bowl game. That's what. Nah, I think Virginia Tech needs this game. Yeah, I think. I mean, they they need it to go to a bowl game for sure. That's why they rescheduled. Uh, game number five for me, and then you've got one more after this, right? Yeah, one more after this. I have got East Carolina at NC State. I'm taking NC State minus twenty four. The last three seasons, East Carolina zero and eight against the spread on the road against teams with a winning record. You take out the UConn game. East Carolina has been outscored by 28 points per game in their last six losses. Their last game of the year against Cincinnati, they got beat 56-6. to six. Mm. Uh, NC State is, is very comparable to Cincinnati. I mean, NC State had more all-ACC guys than Clemson did this year. So, talent advantage, NC State. Home advantage, NC State. East Carolina might just be ready to get this season over with. 24 seems like a lot of points. Doesn't matter to me. I'm laying all of them. Give me NC State. Give me the uh, the Wolfpack. I, I went back and forth in this game so much. I'm, I'm riding with Chris Peterson. I'm going to take Washington minus six. I don't like betting against Utah. I really like watching this Utah team, but I, I just like Chris Peterson. I think he's one of the best coaches in the country. I think he'll have his guys ready to play. Give me Washington. No real reason behind it. Just I like, went back and forth on this. I wanted to bet this game because I, I'm i going to watch a lot of this game. It's a Friday night game. I Yeah. I, I think I like watching both of these teams. This has been my Pac-12 after dark, like, teams. If they're playing in it, I'm watching it all the way through. And Two defensive-minded teams. Yeah. I've seen a lot of both of these teams all year. I, I think they're pretty even, so so I should be taking the team with the points. I well, like both. But Washington beat them at Utah by, yeah, but by that, 14. That early. was early in the season. And These a whole teams, different yeah, Utah team. Yeah, this Utah team is totally different. And I like both coaches, but liking one coach and thinking Chris Peterson's a top five coach in the country are two yeah. totally different concepts. I, I really, really respect Chris Peterson. What he's doing at Washington's pretty amazing. I'm I'm gonna ride with him. I'm gonna bet on them. That's, I can understand that's, that. That's my last pick. It uh it makes sense. It makes sense. All right. Uh, do we want to recap them? 
Yeah, let's re- roll through. Let's real let's quick. roll through for uh for the last college football weekend of the year. Uh, I've got Northwestern plus fourteen and a half, Memphis plus three and a half, Texas plus seven and a half, Stanford minus two and a half, and NC State minus twenty four. Got Cal plus two and a half. I've got Northwestern plus four fourteen and a half. I've got Pitt plus twenty six and a half, Virginia Tech minus four and a half, and Washington minus six. I like it. I like it. All right, as always, we've given you all the information you need to be a winner. Go down to Tunica, Mississippi. Put some action on your favorite plays. Do the damn thing. Go over to tunicatravel.com for more information on all six of their incredible sports books. Go over to winningcureseverything.com. Put in your picks for the football picks contest. You can win some awesome prizes. The prize will be listed up there whenever you go. Uh, Yeah, this has been a, a fairly decent season. Not as great record-wise in college as we wanted, but a whole lot of fun for our first season on YouTube. We will, of course, be continuing with the bowl season and and all that wonderful stuff. We'll go through the playoffs, everything else. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. We ain't going nowhere. We still going to be here doing the show, doing the thing, giving you picks and whatnot. Keep chiming in. Keep doing your thing. As always, 7-0 in the comments. You can get in. We'll put you on the show. We'll let you tell everybody what they need to be picking because if you go 7-0, I mean, that deserves a little bit of recognition, I think. I think. All right, as always, hit subscribe. Listen to us on the podcast. We will see you guys the next go-round. It's time for the rundown. Remember, check out winningcureseverything.com. You can give us a like on Facebook, facebook.com slash winningcureseverything. You can follow us on Twitter, at winningcures. You can follow myself, at GaryWCE. You can follow me at ChrisBGiannini, C-H-R-I-S-B-G-I-A-N-N-I-N-I. You can also email the show, that's winningcureseverything at gmail.com. And we now have a voicemail line. That number is 551 226 9899. If you want to call and bash us for talking bad about your favorite team or praise us or just tell us about how awesome your team is doing, leave us a voicemail. That number again is 551 226 9899, and we may toss it on the show. Thank you for supporting this show, and until next time, have a good one, guys. Hey, don't forget, subscribe to the Winning Cures Everything podcast on iTunes and make sure you leave a review. For every 25 written five-star reviews we get on iTunes, we are donating to St. Jude's Children's Hospital and Le Bonheur's Children's Hospital in Memphis, Tennessee. So subscribe and review on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and all your favorite podcast apps. Remember, the Winning Cures Everything podcast.